0: Okay, okay, so, it's not just an idol show, and it's not just BL, and it's not just an Otome, It's- it's a fucking ice skating show too!
1: Yes.
2: Welcome to Annie Files episode 60, the podcast where critiques literally leak out of our asses. I'm your host, Generic Isekai MC number 764, Ryan. With us today we have my soon dead be grandfather, Chris. Not like I raised you or anything. And my hot grandmother, Dean.
0: The most interesting thing about your Sundari grandfather is that when we were dating, he took a Sundari dere dere turn, and it was very interesting and fun to watch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we're here to talk about some anime, uh, but first, here's how we rate our shows.
0: Oh yeah, I, I, I play the... this is where I play the thing, yeah.
1: Here's how the AntiFiles rating system works. Our hosts and guests have watched the first episode of the shows we're talking about today. Based on only that first episode, we'll answer five yes or no questions. Did the premise interest you? Did the production impress you? Did the storytelling impress you? Did you enjoy the first episode? Did the first episode make you interested to see more? The way we interpret the word impress can make the AnyFiles rating system tougher than some. Being decent or merely good won't be enough to stand out, and some of us may have higher standards than others. Each question answered yes earns the show one point, adding up to a total between zero and five per host. All of our scores are then combined to derive a cumulative score between zero and 100%, letting you know at a glance if we collectively liked the show. And now let's get to our first show.
2: Alright. The first show we have to talk about is Wise Man's Grandchild. Uh this show is exactly like every other Isekai ever.
0: Except worst pacing.
2: Except worst pacing. <laughs> um uh, the uh the thing that makes this Isekai different is that uh our MC is really good at fighting, but socially a dunce. No, wait, sorry, I said different. Uh, okay. The thing that makes this Isekai <laughs> different
0: is uh the Isekai's fuck, teacher and the other Isek and the other teacher that the Isekai has fucked at one time? Like, is that the? Oh
2: uh, yeah, yeah. The his grandfather and grandmother uh, fucked it at some point. Although that's just implied, it's implied yeah, that fucking. is just implied. They, they were married, but that doesn't guarantee anything.
0: That's true. Um.
2: Oh god,
1: <laughs> what, what happens in the
2: show? All right. We're so our married. main character, <laughs> our main character is so a salary that, that man in been. Japan. He's uh, uh overworked. He's a young single guy, so he he works too much. Um, and he leaves the office late, and he's tired, and he gets hit by a truck. And then and he man, joins a he... zombie uh, idol group. And, um,
0: sorry. <laughs> I'm glad to see yeah, that. Yeah, wakes the Lori... up 10 years
2: later as a zombie. <laughs>
1: I'm glad to
0: see that the Lori murder squad is still out in full force. That's that's good to see.
2: <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he gets reincarnated as another world. Uh, he's really good at At magic. So
0: I, Oh, did I say as another yeah. world? Yeah. I, 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 I got the you meant in,
1: but I did enjoy. Actually, that could be an interesting guy. That,
0: that is the most, that is the best way to get across just how deadpan stupid this show is.
1: That time I got reincarnated as Mother Earth.
0: Is that when talking about it, Ryan's right? just like, and he turns into another world, and he just, it, he fucking cares? <laughs>
2: Sorry, he gets reincarnated in another world. Um I I almost described the show as something way more interesting than it actually was. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he's he learns magic really fast. Uh he's really he's really a powerful magic. In case <laughs> I haven't conveyed that yet. But he's really stupid. He he has never been he has never interacted with people who didn't come to his specific, like, remote hut in the woods. He is, he's never been outside of that. So he's met, like, a half dozen people his entire life. He's never had to shop or barter or, or buy anything with money, which is not, not bartering. The word that I meant was, like,
0: exchange, exchange currency for goods and services.
2: Yeah, but in in a society where you you like, I'm thinking haggle, negotiate, ha- yeah, and, or haggle haggling. for the haggling. the cost of of goods, um, as opposed to like modern commercial society where you're like, this is how much it costs. You either buy it or don't. Uh, uh he has the option to be like, no, that's too expensive. Fuck you. Make it cheaper. <laughs> um.
0: Cost less money, and the shopkeeper. Yeah, say, and so
2: okay, I guess okay. our our MC turns fifteen, and everyone is there celebrating his birthday, and they're like, "So, what are you gonna do now?" And it it uh, this is when all of his friends learn how inept his adopted grandfather has been at raising him and that he doesn't know anything, and so his adopted uncle is like, well, you should come to a, a magic high school in my kingdom and learn, uh, A, how fucking stupid powerful you are, and B, how fucking stupid you are.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, and it'll be a good experience for you, because you'll get to make friends. And he's like, yeah, all right.
0: High school magical?
2: Um, and then he goes to the big city, and in the big city, there there are some heroes of justice who are uh, sexually harassing some girls in our in a back alley, as you do. Yeah, it's just and our yeah. MC yeah. says yeah, I mean, you that's... might fight demons and be heroes of justice, but if you sexually harass girls, that makes you villains. And then he we, beats we them to... up. We need to create the anime slash isekai heroes journey.
1: And one of the steps along the way is rescue girls getting sexually assaulted in an alleyway. That's just like a
2: thing that happens.
1: Oh yeah, every, every single plot.
0: time, every yeah. single goddamn time.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. I the, uh... so
2: as I was watching this, I had I had my title uh, for this episode written out, and then that scene happened, and I rewrote my title. <laughs> uh, but my first title was uh, something to the effect of. It sure is a good thing I remember everything about my past life so that I can explain to you in excruciating detail how <laughs> this world is different from the one that you know.
3: Yeah. Uh,
2: uh because that also happens in this show. Uh I'm done that's that's where the show ends, is our MC saves some girls and then he says hello to them and then he goes, Oh my god, you are so cute. Um
0: we got a we got a big to titty. the wrong one. We got a big <laughs> he, titty. He says one. that to the wrong girl. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like the girl comes up the the actual the actual attractive two D representation of a human being that that appears in this show appears after that. He tells the one girl, "You're beautiful," and then he turns around and it's like there's there's titties on my screen
2: no the 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 you you have the order backwards, I do, because I am ninety percent sure that we're talking about the same girl because we're talking about the redhead, right? Yeah, 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 no, so she she comes up because so all right, our main character walks up, sees these guys harassing this group of girls, and says, "Ah, are these men bothering you?" And she says, "They're like ultra bothering us." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh yeah, um and and she's a redhead and hot. And and so then he beats them up, and so then that same redhead comes up and says thank you, and he says oh you're welcome. Then he turns around to uh docile boring blue haired girl Sean, and he and that's the girl to whom he says oh my god you are so cute. And because if I remember correctly, it literally ends on that scene. Like he says you're cute, and then fade to black. Ed. Yeah. Didn't that
3: give was, me D- if you know what I'm talking about. <clears throat>
2: yes i am aware uh this show did something really interesting and i don't know how where the first 15 minutes i hated this show but in the way that i'm thinking like this could be an all right hate watch and then about 15 minutes through i stopped hating it and I was like well all right this is happening to my eyeballs now <laughs>
1: Yeah, it just takes a turn. I mean, it was always kind of generic isekai, but then it takes a turn from when he goes to the city to just, like, it is literally just the formula. Like, they're just, like, hitting all of the checkboxes that, like, need to be in an isekai. (laughs) Even to the extent that, like, you know, even in the first bit, he's explaining, you know, like he said, Ryan, in excruciating detail all the differences between his old life and his new one. And that's, like, you know, some people have talked about, like, why is isekai so popular? And the reason that that trope came into existence... Is that like it sort of shortcuts having to explain your fantasy world in a you know good way. It's just like, hey, so here's a person that you can relate to. And here they are in this world that they're unfamiliar with. And so they're going to tell you real quick what's different about it.
0: Yeah. Um, here's, or they're your, just like, here's your obvious <laughs> self-insert character. Yeah. Or and they have he's an excuse go to
1: I, ask. Yeah, they have an excuse to ask, like, what's going on here? How does this work? Why are you guys doing this or saying that?
0: I
2: feel like this show is worse <laughs> though because yeah. early isekais like specifically sword art online which popularized isekai i don't know if it was like the first example of that yeah. but it was specifically like a video game world so so that Sword Art online didn't have to be like all right here's all the things that are different about living in sword art online than our real world it's like this is a video game. You know how video game fantasy world works, and so we can just shortcut explaining this to you. Like you just understand how this world works. And this show uses uses the isekai trope to to do the thing where it's like, "Okay, here is exactly how this world is different from what you know." So let me let me explain to you in dialogue how it works.
0: Just to be just to be clear so that you, Ryan, do not fall victim to internet dick slappery, um, there was isekai before SAO, SAO just hit mm-hmm. real hard, and now there's isekai everywhere, mm-hmm. is what you're mm-hmm. saying. Yes. You're not saying yes. SAO invented isekai, because there's yes. some dick slappers <laughs> on the internet who would try and say S- that that's what you're saying. <laughs> Where did that term come SAO from? SAO
1: invented isekai,
3: fuck you, fight me. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, fight me! <laughs>
1: Don't at me. (laughs) Um, So there was a moment in the show when I thought that they're maybe doing something kind of smart and clever where he dies by getting hit by a truck. So essentially a car accident. And then when he's reborn in the next world, um, he is uh, pulled from the rubble of what appears to be a carriage accident. Mm. Um, Of course, that is where car comes from is automated carriage Um, or auto mode, whatever. Um, Self-propelled carriages. And. So I was thinking, like, oh, so, like, this is an interesting theory of reincarnation. Like, you sort of are born from the same sort of incident that you died in, which basically means that, like, you know, if you're killed somehow, then you have to, like, kill your parents, I guess. Um,
0: (laughs) Insert image macro of dude in shallow pond. It's not that deep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then they just say later, it's like, oh, yeah, my parents were killed by bandits. And then uh, Grandpa Chan grabbed me from the uh from the rubble and raised me as his own, I guess. Um I'm reading Invarial's thing right now if you guys
2: want to continue. Oh, I was about to, to read it. Uh so Invarial in chat says, would you consider Evangelion to be an Isekai not because the character is physically transported to another world, but because he's transported to another world in the sense of going from mundanity to fighting angels in giant robots.
3: That's um... uh no
0: that's just kind of a mecha trope going from mundanity to fighting in giant robots is the arc of the first episode of Gundam.
3: I would
1: actually say it's a trope of a lot of anime of various genres is the idea of um, ordinary people being put into extraordinary circumstances. Um, I think we isekai... returning to
0: them a la John Wick. Mm. Like that's a that is a kind of a common thing because you have to start the hero's journey somewhere. Mm hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, I would say Evangelion, like it's an interesting thought for sure, but, um, like, and that, that is definitely like very hero's journey, like stepping into the other world in the sense that's like not the world you're familiar with, but you Kai, I think is very specifically like literally a different world.
0: <laughs> it's like Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker wanted to join when Luke Skywalker just wanted to get the fuck off Tatooine so much. So he was going to go, go to the Imperial Academy. That's one thing that people don't really hook into when Luke is complaining about transmitting his application to the Academy this year he's saying he he wants to go to the Imperial Academy Mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. no rebel Academy right so Luke Mm -hmm. was willing to join the people that he knows even at that point are bad because he in later interactions he talks about the Empire as if he doesn't like them he just wants to get the hell away from Tatooine normal ass bumfuck moisture farmer gets thrust into a rebellion and saves the day it's the hero's journey
2: hmm Uh the other thing I would say and uh this is not really technically mutually exclusive with being an Isekai. Um but uh Evangelion so I just posted a link in chat to part one of Pause and Select's series on understanding disaster, which is a four-part series. Fucking incredible. Pause and Select is easily one of my favorite you YouTubers. Sent me that.
0: I watched that a while back. That was that was really good.
2: Um. Uh. Because there, do you guys not see the link I posted in? Ch- I
0: that? have it up.
2: So it's it's a YouTube link. Uh, I don't see it. Okay, that's odd. I'll post it again. <laughs> All right, I saw Dean post it. Hopefully between the three times it was posted, it shows up for <laughs> One you One know, of at least them ones. is real. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this is Understanding Disaster is a series that pause unselected, and the relevant part to this conversation is part three, where he talks about Evangelion. Mm-hmm. And specifically, he talks about uh, uh, Sekaike or uh, world anime. And, oh god, let's hope that I remember this correctly. Um, the thing about Sakaike is that <clears throat> the main character, or the protagonist, um, does not participate in the fight.
3: Oh, it's, it's Godzilla!
2: In, in, instead, uh, I've actually never seen Godzilla, so maybe... The humans
0: um, the humans typically in Godzilla are bystanders. Whether Godzilla's fighting for humanity or fighting a giant monster not necessarily for humanity but because it's a giant monster and he's Godzilla or Godzilla's destroying the fucking city um and and you know not fighting on anybody's side just breaking shit. Um those are typically the three modes of Godzilla. Uh human beings typically are not involved. You tell the story from their perspective because that's how you get people to understand how incredible a giant monster fight is.
2: Um, okay. I am not gonna lie; I zoned out there for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so in Sakaike, the main character doesn't actively participate in the fight, but he is surrounded by. Uh, I believe it's specifically women who are participating in the fight. Hmm. And so in Shinji's case, that would be Asuka and Rey. Mm-hmm. Um And I'm um, drawing a blank on her name, but
1: um, mother figure, commander of the... Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um,
1: oh, God, I also can't remember her name. She's the best girl, so, I mean, we should, but it's... No, Asuka. <laughs> Is. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard different not to dwell on Evangelion too long, but I've heard different people were like, Yes, Asuka is best girl, but then like they're also saying it's like she was best girl when I was younger, and then as I got older,
2: um ah, I'm trying to blank on her name. Damn it. <laughs> uh all right, this is going to bother me, so I'm going to look it up. Yes.
0: Invario, hey, some of the humans in Godzilla are Godzilla in tanks trying to be relevant. Apparently it's uh, a big Misato. part of the new movie.
2: Misato yeah yeah that's right uh uh da, 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 da. so uh so anyways um evangelion is a is a k uh does that exclude it from being an Isekai? no i also feel like Isekai is it's got kind of a strong definition which is, like, very explicitly the character dies and is transported to an alternate world.
0: Is the death necessary? And I feel
2: like... Yeah, I I feel like it is. It well, no, because in Sword Art Online, they don't die, they just get stuck inside uh, VR.
0: And in, in Shield Hero, he just reads a book.
2: Yeah, so, uh, all right, I guess the death isn't nece- isn't necessary. Mm-hmm.
0: Because it started with, like, the reincarnation idea. I also feel
2: like... Yeah, you're right. I also feel like... He glances at me. Really, yeah, ne- re- never, <laughs> never look at books, kids. You
1: might find yourself in another world.
2: <laughs> um, I also feel like Evangelion isn't about Shinji being transported to the world of fighting robots. It's about him specifically... Fighting against being transported to that world, and trying to main, trying to actively trying to not be transported. I think is is how I want to say that. Yeah, Um, it's
0: like it's Evangelion is is more about much like post season one Gundam. It's is more about kids in war than it is about
1: mm -hmm. even the battles. Yeah, it's about that and it's about like the hedgehog's dilemma, social anxiety, too. Right, like that's right. a vast oversimplification of over social anxiety, but
0: the hedgehog's dilemma, that's that's whether or not you release the trailer of your movie starring a hedgehog that looks like a fucking monster. Is that the hedgehog's dilemma? Uh, no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's the um, Sonic the Hedgehog's dilemma. <laughs> but
1: uh re- returning to Wise Man's grandchild real quick. Some I forget if we mentioned in the synopsis a Kind of like a big important note that we turn on is uh, when we're at the 15th birthday party, um, our protagonist learns that his uh, grandfather is not actually his grandfather, which I think he knew, um, but he and his grandmother (laughs) used to be married and they were basically part of an adventuring party that helped to save the kingdom of his uncle, who was the king. And so this is all when they were much younger. They basically had a JRPG and they won it. And now this is. Years later, Um, I want the flashback
0: scene to the 1970s style key party with all these people who are swapping wives and just partying (laughs) and doing cocaine in the bathroom and all that great shit. I, I want that flashback from these characters. We got one in what was it? Watchmen. I believe there was a key party in Watchmen. I'm pretty sure it was Watchmen. I could be wrong.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I have man, I haven't seen Watchmen <laughs> in so long. And very well with a, a very nice JRPG victory dance
1: and shit. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, dun, dun, dun. so it just turns out that this kid happens to like just be around the most influential people in the world. Like the other two people that are there with the king are like the the heads of his, the king's guard and uh so like the king basically advan- invites him to go to the school and Uh, When they show up there in their carriage, uh, grandpa and grandma get um, mobbed by adoring fans who haven't seen them in forever. And they're like, oh, we got to get out of here. You're these amazing
0: heroes. Oh my God, everybody can recognize you even though it's been like, what, 30 years? And and (laughs) most of the people in this crowd probably wouldn't have been born then. Is the scene that you're describing. How do
2: voices. Right. Ha- it's not like it's not like our main character and his grandparents arrive in this carriage and are driving through the city, and people look and see who's in the carriage and go, "Oh my god, it's famous heroes." Our our main character and his grandparents uh, pull up to the kingdom, and they're outside the gate, and they're the only people outside the gate. And so a guard comes up and checks their papers and says, "Oh my god, you're these famous heroes." And people inside the city, not close to the gate, probably a hundred yards away, turn and look and go, oh my God, did he just say the famous heroes' names? It's the famous
3: heroes?
2: (laughs) And then our guard says, oh, I'm sorry. So who's this young lad? And the famous heroes say, oh, he's our grandson. And he says, your grandson, and then reads off his name, which I don't remember. And the people inside the city, probably a hundred yards away, go oh my god the famous hero's grandson
1: and virulent chat did somebody say thunder fury blessed blade of the wind
0: seeker <laughs>
2: yes yes we did
1: uh, uh so we, we we did establish that this is a world with magic so maybe you just have like people who are like always like have their ears magically turned to the gate for you know juicy gossip yeah right and they're just that bored <laughs>
0: This show, by the way, the magic in this show, what the fuck? Basically, this dude's thing is Mega Means explosion magic, but it doesn't make him tired. It's like, <laughs> And got, also, got, he doesn't
2: it. have to yell explosion. And yeah,
1: he makes a point of saying cute cute it's like lolly a voice at the top I'm of glad I don't have to shout it like in some of the shows back where I came from, because that would yeah, just be yeah. dumb.
0: <laughs> Calling that out, and then they also call out, there's a moment in the show where somebody literally says the words, how utterly cliché. <laughs> and it's like, no, 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 no. Calling it out does not forgive the fact that you did it.
1: <laughs> um, so, yeah, the magic was actually kind of interesting. Like, he enchants his, like, boots and stuff to give him, like, you know, some extra speed and power. And, um. Does he, he also... enchant
2: his boots or did he just cast. I know, So. All right, so at one point in the pleasure. show, they specifically say that he enchanted some of his clothes with the help of his grandmother, who was really good at magic and enchanting. As he's as he's fighting the demon <laughs> that killed his parents ten years ago, that his grandfather has just let be in this forest doing whatever the hell it wants for the last ten years. As he's fighting this thing, he he, like uses jet boots and so wind comes out the bottom of his boots and he uses that to propel himself quickly but it looked to me like he was just using magic mm-hmm. and that was not a property of the boots themselves i'm not and then sure later his grandfather yeah, right. asks Ed, Ed. him about it he's like how did you get enchanted clothing and our character kind of gives him this off look like <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not going to answer this question and be kind of vague about it Because you're the guy who
0: teaches me, and any information that you have regarding enchanted clothing, if I told you the answer to this, could lead to a conversation in which I might learn something important that would help me on my journey, but no, fuck you, because I'm a kid in anime.
2: Anyways, the show sets this up that (laughs) I, I feel like they want us to believe that his boots are enchanted, but I still don't. So based on that I, I scene know. alone, There's...
0: I want this show to devolve into a battle between people who move around with the wind coming out of the back of their shoes and people who move around with with them like sideways with the wind coming out the sides of their shoes and we can have the skaters versus bladers of the isekai <laughs> world and I want <laughs> this story instead anything but this anything <laughs> but what this show is.
2: One one of the one of the uh Contestants in this fight is just Doctor Strange's cloak. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the
0: the the Oh God.
1: anything but this team? <laughs> yes. Anything but anything this
0: Anything but this <laughs> 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 Oh God! No, never mind.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like more, sun virtual, more sun.
0: virtual sun. virtual is looking.
1: If if we if we got like a specifically like Fuji Oi and her gorilla friend spin off, I would be Man, done with that.
2: Imagine imagine not having such horrible Stockholm syndrome to virtual sun is looking that you actively want there to be a second season of it to watch. Oh, that's God. where I am.
1: <laughs> um. So yeah, the the one other note I had on the magic, real quick, that was kind of interesting. <clears throat> And I I hope they don't do this too much because it's just going to get like they don't need to do this for it to be interesting. We just kind of know. But they say, like, you have to visualize the magic in order to use it, which is not a new concept. But at one point when he's doing like the big um, basically like thermonuclear explosion to demonstrate his power in the middle of the episode, um, he's like, okay so visualize like, you know, a pocket being formed and something igniting. And now it's filling with oxygen. He kind of like explains almost like pseudoscientifically what's happening physically for the explosion to happen um, and for the idea that the magic kind of works like that, like you have to have like a really um, intricate understanding of the universe and how it works um, is a cool concept um, and one that I think is, um, you know, it's been sort of explored in various ways in other media, um, <clears throat> kind of like that. But
0: yeah, mm. yeah, it's so a the, it, the show um, is
1: uh, not particularly good.
0: This show's no. bad, like really yeah. bad. Not yeah. even the tits at the end could save it. And that's yeah. bad.
1: I, I wow. feel like that just kind of was like one more nail in the coffin of like, this is just kinda like everything was. else.
0: It kind of yeah. was. It's like everything in this show is so cliche and gratuitous. Even the tits <laughs> are cliche and gratuitous. That's the worst kind of tits.
1: <laughs> cliche <laughs> yeah. and gratuitous tits are the worst. <laughs> uh.
2: Yeah. Uh. All right, so... Scores for this show. Did the premise interest me? No. Did the production impress me? No. Did the storytelling impress me? No. Did I enjoy the first episode? No. Uh did it make me interested to see more? No. Uh zero. Chris? Uh did you oh, have a title? title? Title for the show. Yes. <clears throat> Wise Man's Grandchild, episode one. This ultra-contrived situation looks like an excellent opportunity to show off in front of these hot girls.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, Yeah, so Wise Wise Man's Grandchild, episode one. Short-sighted divorcee's apprentice. Um, Did the premise interest (laughs) me?
0: (laughs) Short-sighted divorcee's apprentice. I like that a lot.
1: Thank you. That's That's really good. good um so did the premise interest me uh no it for they it had flashes of like maybe this is doing something kind of fresh and fun with isekai but ultimately it was just generic and boring um did the premise Oh, sorry i already answered that one did the production impress me uh it wasn't bad it wasn't good though either it didn't really stand out um there were some moments that you know were kind of cool like some of the effects were kind of well done and um, some of the animation wasn't terrible but just not enough to really stand out um, did the storytelling impress me? No, uh, for pretty obvious reasons. The only potential interest there is they do a few things that are kind of new and clever, but not really. Um, did I enjoy the first episode? I didn't hate it, but I'm not going to give it a point. Um, and Did the first episode make me interested to see more? No, especially with the way it ended. If it was ever interesting, it was interesting up until like that midway point, and then they get to the city and everything just... Um, immediately loses
2: interest, so I'm going to give that a no, and that means straight zeroes for me. Maybe that's the reason I stopped hating it about halfway through, is I lost interest. Mm. You, <laughs> you learn to you don't, stop care, worrying. you don't care enough to hate it.
0: <laughs> you learn to stop worrying and love the garbage.
2: <laughs> Dean, what are your scores for this show?
0: The Wise Man's Grandchild, Episode 1. The anime equivalent of a glittery plastic dragon statuette in a truck stop. Uh, yeah, no, no interest in the scenario. The production was not impressive. The storytelling was bad. The plot was, the, the the pacing was, was, uh, was nine kinds of broken. Uh, the storytelling, uh, same problem there. Yeah, no, I already, that was the thing for storytelling. Next, next point. Uh, did I enjoy episode one? No, I did not. Am I interested to see more? Fuck no, I'm not. Not even in the slightest. So yeah, this is, uh, bad, real bad paint by numbers um i think i have literally three notes about how cliche this is out of no four notes out of seven are about how cliche this thing is
2: <clears throat> uh and varials score for wise man's grandchild episode one did somebody say thunder fury blessed blade of the Windseeker?
3: <laughs> also, for those
2: of you who uh, aren't enjoying
1: chat, he's uh, putting all these names in like brackets, so it looks like an MMO. <laughs> so I just love in- that. Insert
2: name here. <laughs> uh,
3: the NPC okay. walking
0: around. Hello, Thunder Fury, Blessed Blade of the Windseeker.
2: <laughs> that is actually a reference to something, and I don't, I don't know what because I'm bad and don't play video games. Hold up. But me, because Inverial's going to kill me if I don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if like, I could make, make that, that part point. of the text purple, I would. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, no, uh, uh, uh.
2: World of Warcraft.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, of course it's WoW.
2: Unfortunately, because I'm bad and don't play video games, I can't explain the meme any more than that. <clears throat>
1: Thunderfear was the first hard to get legendary item in world warcraft and it's got such a long name that people would spam it in chat
3: okay, <laughs> okay. that makes
1: sense <laughs> thanks to burial for your, uh weekly anti files wow today, uh, in <laughs> today
0: in meme history
1: today in meme history
2: uh all right the next show you know. we have to talk about is king of prism shiny seven stars chris do you tell us about this show
1: Hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, anyone who has watched any amount of anime can hear that title and know exactly what the show is. But for the sake of those who need a little bit of an explanation, <laughs> it's an idol show um, about boys. And so it's a boys idol show. Um, my understanding is it's based on or it's a sequel to a couple of films that I'm guessing were adapted from something else. Um, and it's quite clear that like there was something that came before that they're not telling us about, but you don't really need to know it anyway. Um and they they explained to us that there's like two styles of this type of performance. Uh one is the academy style, which is about making girls' hearts flutter, and the other one is salut, which is about um finding your own style and expressing yourself. Um for whatever that's worth. And so we have like this 3D pop idol concert with these three boys who are singing about you know boys
0: is the proper word (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: whatever boy idol groups sing about you know the typical stuff um and you get the impression that they're like you know like these famous stars that are much beloved um and they are definitely the academy style judging by the lyrics um and (laughs) yeah right (laughs) And then we were, we, were treated, we were treated to a few sequences where I was thinking like, if this is what the actual show is the entire time, I am both like amazed that this exists and very sad that it exists because it looks like for a few scenes, it's essentially like a first person perspective, VN, just like playing out
2: in anime form. I know! Um,
1: what
3: the fuck yeah. was up with that? <laughs>
2: just, just randomly after, I think it's after the OP. Yeah. The show just starts, and it's like, it's unvoiced. First person, just with whatever you're supposed to be saying. Yeah, yeah, in text, on the screen. (laughs) And it's just...
0: I thought they couldn't afford a cast!
2: Hot, hot scenes of, like, uh, you, the female, uh, in situations where you can fuck the hot males but only three of them and it's the not even the three that our show is about it's the three from the pre-op here's the world exposition i should let you explain this show but this made me really angry (laughs)
1: well because they also too like it's so it's first person but they also like cut to show like You know, a girl like pretty much fully rendered, except that they like kind of black out her face so that like you can still sort of like self insert somewhat. And so like they kind of give you just enough context to know like what's happening between these characters Um, or like even show like
0: dating sim scene at the beginning of this fucking it's it's basically
1: a dating sim. (laughs) That happens at the beginning of the anime. Like there's these like things where like they're kind of like, you in, know, maybe a girl's like teasing a guy and then like you'll say something, it's like, oh you're so cute or whatever. Um, just they in talk case,
2: about just just in case from like the name or promotional art of the anime, you didn't realize that this was anotome. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like if, <laughs> if you somehow missed that, let us really <laughs> drive this home for you.
0: Is that anotome normie filter? Putting a dating sim at the very beginning of the show—I
1: <laughs> don't know. Um, I feel like this—the beginning of the show—is the normie filter, but um, that's <laughs> the show itself
0: yeah. is a normie filter. It's a test to see if your co- if your cognition is functional, because this fucking show nearly killed my brain. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I was bracing myself for a few minutes for like, is this going to be like another twenty minutes of uh, first person? And it, like, it wasn't even like the same character. Like they jump between different girls mm, talking yeah. to different dudes. Um, and so <laughs> I was thinking like, anyway. And so we we go then to oh okay. <laughs> cool.
2: <laughs> so the last the last girl that we are in this just fucking random like one one minute clip that has nothing to do with anything else that happens in this show the last one uh the her 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 uh male counterpart cooked her dinner a, a very nice looking dinner and he says we uh we have to eat up so we have stamina for what comes next and she's Bucking. like, what, uh, why are you trying to increase my stamina in the middle of the night? What comes next? <laughs> what are you talking about? Because
3: like, I'm an idiot. What are,
2: what are you thinking about? <laughs> and then he, he puts some toothpaste on his toothbrush and says, this is what I meant. Of course, I can't wait. I can't wait to and brush starts my brushing teeth. brushing his teeth. And my only thought was, is this, is this the like the thing? worst <laughs> callback to the toothbrush sex sequence (laughs) in the monogatari series or is it just
1: stupid
2: (laughs) did just flabbergasted right now
0: (laughs) like i bet that's supposed to be a monogatari reference
2: i feel like it has to be and simultaneously can't be yeah it's just like because what the actual hell
1: it's just the, it's just the typical tease scene of like, I was, a course, just talking about this totally innocent thing, right?
0: But the, the, uh. the tooth brushing, the teeth brushing as a, as an awkward sexual activity, that's a, that's a thing that happened. I mean, it was in Quince, wasn't it? Or was it not? Did they reference that in Quince? Because it's been referenced a couple of times.
2: Now I, oh, I feel like it was. That scene from
0: Monogatari.
2: I feel like it was, but now I can't remember.
0: I think it was. It's been I think it's, it it it's was. referenced I think all right. the time. It's referenced all the time because it's it's one of the most awkward and funny scenes in anime. Is this this scene where this like, weird
2: toothbrushing sexual tension, tension between brother and sister? It's yeah, fucking. It's a scene. It's
0: weird. It's quite a scene. It's packed with with uh uh feelings. Anyway, the um. <laughs> feelings that's a good way to
2: describe it <laughs> but there are so, lots of feelings um
0: I, it has to be a reference to that i feel like there's no other because it's not funny otherwise
1: well so after we're treated to these uh first person uh vignettes um we we cut back to the, the real story which is about this group of seven idols um and we we get like kind of a quick little run through of who, who all of them are, and their like defining uh quirk because of course, when you have a group, it's like everyone's just a two dimensional like here's this character's thing um so we, we get introduced to our our seven our seven boys,
2: and then um, the only one that I remember also is the one who like talks like he's a badass but is embarrassed by literally everything. Um, there's
1: also the one who's uh, mistaken for a girl because he's so cute
0: oh Um, yeah that's a that's a that's a classic trope
2: and -hmm. because he's drawn with boobs
0: yeah Mm. it's like it's not you're not mistaking this person for a female you've literally drawn a female and are saying that that's a dude
1: maybe it's just really um inclusive it's it's transpositive i don't know um we never know maybe but in any case I, I'll,
0: uh, I'll never know cuz i'm not watching this piece of shit ever again
1: <laughs> <laughs> um so we uh, we get introduced to to these lads and for some reason i forget if they won the previous contest i feel like it was actually the three the three dudes we get introduced to at the beginning who won this contest or something yeah it was the three dudes like, at the very
2: beginning the, the, who won the last contest cuz trying to I should just let you. All right. Yeah. (laughs) So so I guess like maybe these
1: guys are kind of like affiliated with them because for some reason they get to go to like this big, um, you know, training facility in a skyscraper. Okay. So Um, it sounds
2: like it sounds like you actually don't understand the connection here. So can I? Yes. Go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Because the
1: show didn't do a very good job of making. No, the
2: show did a fucking horrible job (laughs) of it. It took me forever to figure this out. Okay. So Rainbow. Fuck! What's the name of their group? Rainbow Coalition. Um. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue.
3: Sparkle. <laughs> Dash. <laughs>
0: hey, invariable chat. Rainbow Dash. There we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was typed in shiny. Several stars. It's not not enough. Not enough stars.
2: Um. Oh, and of course, this page doesn't have any information
0: it's the competition right the rainbow junction or whatever
1: no because well, it's like the different group. like kind of idol the the, the
2: three person group which we we get explained to us at the very beginning and then which are the three members who we are the ladies of in the vignettes is like it's rainbow something
0: isn't it <laughs> right rainbow connection
2: I don't think so. so no, I don't think so.
1: Edel Rose, but that's like...
0: There's White Rose. So Edel, black. Edel
2: Rose is the school that our seven right. main characters are attending.
0: And it means like White Rose or Black Rose. I can't remember which.
2: And um, the Rainbow group I, like, is somehow affiliated with this school. They went to the school previously, or Over I don't... The Rainbow? Yes, it is Over the Rainbow. Over the Rainbow is is this group of 3. So Over the Rainbow is somehow associated with this school Edel Rose. How exactly, I'm not I'm not sure. And Over the Rainbow, I understood
0: it was one, like a feeder organization, like yeah,
2: kind of I think is is how it's supposed to work, but Over the Rainbow won whatever this big competition is for the best, best Prism boy band, uh, in the West, or uh, no, not in the West. Um, best, best they, in the West. They won, and so they're the the kings of Prism. Our characters so, attend this school, which these yeah, this group is somehow involved with, and then there's another organization. Which I can't remember the name of anymore. Schwarz Rose, yeah, uh, Schwartz Rose, which is Black Rose.
3: Yeah, that one's Black. <laughs> um, Edel, Edel was Black Rose.
0: German. And Adel, was. What does Adel mean? I can't
1: remember. It might be, might be. Um, well, no, because like Adel Vice, Vice is Edelweiss white.
0: Adel is right, Yeah. Um, I looked Ed- it up. Keep going, Ryan. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Schwartz Rose also was somehow involved with Over the Rainbow, but we don't understand exactly how their manager is like a super rich uh oh he's an he's an anime ceo villain character which is to say he can do literally everything he wants and all the companies around him in competition with him just kind of bend over and do whatever he says because uh he can do that because corporations in anime yeah Um, so edel is noble
3: cool
0: all right good uh and that's and, the effeminate dance Nazi you're describing. Yes, and so that is okay, the effeminate
2: okay. dance Nazi uh, who so. leads who leads Schwartz Rose, and so he announces a new round of competitions between Schwartz Rose and Idel Rose to crown the new kings of Prism.
0: Yeah. <sighs>
2: um. Yeah. So
1: what we're introduced to in this episode is that there's like some sort of really weird like idle political quagmire. I was going to say geopolitical, but it's not quite geo because it's all kind of concentrated in Japan question mark. Um,
0: <laughs> in wherever but, this is happening. So
1: our, our our shiny seven boys um go to this facility and they're gonna train to this this show is such a clusterfuck. Um <laughs> to train and they're like they're awed by like how great the facilities are and how they get like these like really nice suites to live in and uh, the food is like all made by professional chefs and it's just exquisite and uh there's That's a training the, facility with
0: <laughs> Is that the second of two scenes where they stand outside of a building and tell us what the building is? That might have been,
1: yeah, um, but then they're also yes. inside of the building and telling us what the building is. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and so they're they're there for not very long uh, before they're like, hmm, I'm kind of bored of this extravagant lifestyle. Um, and so they decide to go back to their old dormitory, which uh, is under threat of being closed down because I guess like the bank that supports them is in huge debt. And oh, it's that's
0: a, what happened.
1: It's a billion yen debt um and then they're like hey welcome back and there was a guy who was going to retire but as soon as they come back he's like hey i'm actually not retiring now um he was like kind of their coach and he trains them hard um and uh it just so happens that the prize for this new pre grand prix thing that are are Black Rose friend announced it happens to be a billion yen. So we're going to compete not just to be stars, but also to save our beloved dormitory. Also, midway through the episode, we're treated to another sequence with our our three lads that were introduced to at the beginning. Um, And there's this psychedelic trip that happens where they're uh, saying these things that I guess are supposed to make a girl's hearts flutter, which it's like, of course, we'll stay with you all night if you want. Uh, you know, let's let's have a uh, happy, embarrassing, heart pounding time together. Uh, and I think you know, that's they, and where then my uh, note just a
0: BL already came from. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they're holding up drinks and it says, but no drinking under 20. And then we have like, you know, disclaimer text that says, indeed, if you are under 20, do not drink. All of these characters are minors and therefore are drinking orange juice here. Uh, all, also, all the characters in the show are fictional. <laughs> It's
0: just um, just this whole thing. Uh, When you were talking about them going back to their old dorm, that's where mm -hmm. this note came from that I have because this confused the shit out of me. How many times are these kids going to arrive at a place with their bags and shit in tow? Like, because that happens (laughs) like three times in this fucking episode.
1: And the life of an idle man is just like full of travel. You got to be able to pack your bags and go places real quick. You know, there's they're used to it.
0: Yeah, like, back it's and actually, forth from one building to another. I assume it's actually down weird street. when they.
1: It's actually weird when they don't have their bags. That that's that's what we need to remark on is
0: when they don't have oh, their bags. Yeah, it. that's the interesting part of the show.
1: Um, also, <laughs> when we're introduced to Schwartz Rose, like their tower's got like an ice rink, and he's like observing people ice skating from his group, and then like one of the guys is like, "You're the only one who understands me," as he kind of like cuddles up to his feet, and it was. The whole thing is just like a fucking clusterfuck. You have no idea what's going on. I think that this is like this is one of those shows. that is very clearly like this is for people who liked the films or whatever else the stuff was based on, because um, I think it takes a very particular kind of person, probably their target audience to see what is happening here and be interested enough to continue with it. This is this
0: is literally just an Otome with BL overtones and that's it.
2: So by by this scene that you're describing in the tower on the ice rink, I still hadn't made the connection that Prism is an ice sport. Like that is just Prism just happens on on. ice.
3: Oh wait a minute! Wait a minute!
0: Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Just a fucking second now! Wait a minute! shut the fuck up shut the fuck up ryan
1: wait so you're telling me that this is
2: yuri on ice yes that is exactly what i am telling you i i didn't make that connection until a scene later in the episode and i don't i can't even tell you what the scene is but that's when it finally clicked for me all of prism happens on ice
0: Okay, okay, so, it's not just an idol show, and it's not just BL, and it's not just an Otome... It's- it's a fucking ice skating show too?!
3: Yes. I hate everything!
1: so we've joked before about the shows that have broken us this is literally
0: (laughs) okay i I don't um i am so mad (laughs) uh, this is what the fuck also
1: just like randomly thrown in for no reason is like a group of girls that I guess are also affiliated with one of these schools or something, and so, like, they kind of make a cameo, and there's, like, almost like there, there's going to be, like, you know, C- Queen of Prism, the King of Prism G side, because we can. I don't know.
3: Uh,
0: and this, like, uh, okay, even... Uh, okay, so that happens. God damn it. I'm broken. I, I don't even i thought for a second dance nazi was a terrorist like the show was <laughs> off the fucking rails well he,
1: he's very much like that um oh, what was his name the uh the main villain from street fighter um
0: uh bison? M-, m bison
1: yeah um kind of like that that thing of he is one thing but also bent on world domination or i don't know so he's like He's yeah, hosting and this, he, this thing, but it's he, but actually...
0: he blows up his entrance to the thing, so it's like, I thought, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, this dude's a terrorist, too? <laughs> and then it's like, oh no, he's just a theatrical dick, and he wanted to blow something up when he entered. I am... And, yeah, and so when
2: he, when he... So, Dance Nazi is giving the commencement speech. At the unveiling of a golden <laughs> statue of our ice boys. Oh, yeah, because he's uh, like, I just want to
1: celebrate their victory. They're so great, so I'm investing this money to celebrate them. And then he he says, but then, like, he, he they're sort of doing, like, the, the, the dedication ceremony. And then he, like, hits a thing, and there's an explosion, but no one dies. <laughs> an
2: explosion that is large enough that it would level if it were real, it would level the giant stadium that it happens around. Uh, we just yeah. zoom out. We just, it was, we just zoom it out.
0: It was fucking massive.
2: We get uh, a shot this a of this stadium, like from, and this thing is just all like, this would level a city block this explosion. <laughs> and then, and then when the explosion is done and everyone's not dead, and uh we see that the statue has now like changed and none yeah, of the boys so are in the they, same they, pose they, they, that they went they were from like standing side explosion. to side
1: being like yay we won to now like they're holding up a giant crown um which and, just it,
2: comes out of
1: uh nowhere <laughs> Yeah, like it's a it's a giant golden crown that's like at least half the height and definitely more than the circumference of these these three lads. And now they're holding that up and it's kind of like a giant trophy, I guess, for the the competition that he announces because he's like, I'm a sore loser. And so I demand a rematch.
0: I am. I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I was like a little excited for about four seconds, less than four seconds even. When I thought that this could be a show about idle boys who have to fight a terrorist, I I thought that would be cool (laughs) and fun, maybe. And then it wasn't that immediately. And I, um, I think I killed myself and this is hell.
3: I'm uh, I'm not even sure that's
0: what happened. (laughs) I hate to break it
1: to you, but, um... So yeah, I don't have too much more to say about this show um, we, we were kind of synopsizing it out of order Because it is such a clusterfuck It, it kind of just feels like this You're being barraged with
0: Well it gives you information out of order mm. it, it doesn't it, There's no logical buildup. And even outside of that Even outside of this show Having no anchor Whatsoever This thing is adrift on a sea of bullshit Outside of that fact, there there are moments that make no goddamn sense. And not from like a storytelling perspective, just from like a, did humans write this perspective? They're talking about, in one one moment of this thing, they're talking about how they have access to all this nice workout equipment. And the camera is literally panning over five plain as shit squat racks.
2: Like, not even nice squat racks. These were, like, the cheapest we could get on eBay squat racks. Yeah,
0: these are (laughs) squat racks for, like, a a gym that just opened. And it's in a strip mall. And they really need to pay back their small business loan. Like, that's the kind of squat racks this place had.
3: Uh, Yeah,
0: I am. I am so upset that this show (laughs) exists and that I had to watch even an episode of it. I.
2: Yeah,
0: I'll Mm -hmm. tell you what, I'll tell you what, after having seen this show, not going to not be an atheist anytime soon. There is
1: no doubt. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel. I feel like this might be, um, you know, proof of uh, a creative force that gives humans the ability to come up with this shit.
3: Um, but <laughs>
0: um, absolutely, uh, this is
2: this is. Uh... Should I should I say the thing?
0: Yeah, go for it because it's true. Okay. It's true. <laughs> and so it's I... it's it's clearly what the show wants to say.
2: I I brought this up with Dean and Chris before we started talking about it and I w- wasn't going to bring it up because uh not having not being gay I I can't tell you exactly what uh gay representation would look like but my impression of this show is that the all the characters are in this show are just gay enough uh to make the ladies wet but not gay enough to like be a nice representation of what it's like to be gay in an anime right. it, it's well, like... the
0: entire the entire bl subgenre is just a fetishization of gay dudes for chicks who i don't know why they like that but they do um i i'm i really i mean honest to god i don't know why because chicks tend to not be visual and all this other stuff i don't know there's a there's a mystery to it that i don't understand but it is. It's a fetishization of homosexuality in men. That's what BL is. And this hmm. has those overtones all the way through, but it's not how human beings act. It's not just that it's not how gay dudes act. It's not how human beings behave.
2: <laughs> how, how much of this show was just a group of dudes talking while in the bath?
0: it was Uh, probably a good like 33.3 percent
2: yeah it's it's a it is i'm I'm out of things to say about this
3: show it's
0: bad it's just bad and they uh, the little the little dating sim at the very beginning of it the gym that's a bad gym objectively
2: i i didn't want it to be that kind of first person dating sim as it was happening but after that when we got <laughs> to the, the show actually was, was like oh, please go back to the first person dating sim <laughs> uh,
0: Idle, it's Idle yuri comma on ice and it's it's garbage man it's that really does raise bad. an interesting
1: question though um given that we now have like netflix experimenting with what is essentially just choose your Own adventure uh, movies how soon until we get a choosing right own adventure basically it's a visual novel but presented through
2: streaming services um, here's the thing oh, yes I, I can't wait for netflix to reinvent the visual novel
0: <laughs> exactly i am um <clears throat> i uh i am gonna have to take back everything i said because i cannot wait until the hot yuri zombie apocalypse visual novel on netflix um, Yahweh, rather not Yuri. Yahweh.
1: Yeah. So, invarial saying, you know, they did though Bandersnatch, and yes, that's correct. Um, what I mean specifically is more like Japanese dating sim visual novels. <laughs> they
0: got sued by the publishing company that owns the Choose Your Own Adventure trademark. Mm-hmm. They Netflix got sued for doing Bandersnatch. It was pretty interesting because they don't they don't hmm. own a copyright on the idea. They own the copyright on
1: choose your own adventure choose
0: your own adventure yeah Mm -hmm. like so it was that was an that's an interesting suit i'm not sure how it played out
2: Mm. huh well the scores for this show chris
1: (sighs) king of prism shiny seven stars episode one a happy embarrassing heart-pounding time um (laughs) Did the premise interest me? No, not at all. Um, did the production impress me? Uh, that's an interesting question. Um, it impressed upon me. We've made that joke before. <laughs> um, it also had a lot of scenes that were well drawn. Like the art style is very Otome. We've talked before about Otome, have like kind of an interesting style. Um, but there also had enough moments that were bad that I'm going to say no, um, despite a few moments that were kind of impressive um like even even like the ed they show like a scene where they're like kind of opening up the song that they're singing and that's poorly animated and this is in your ed like eds are supposed to be like you know a step above your typical um OP's
2: oh more so, but. i completely forgot this is the show which opens on full 3D CG bad CG 3CG of
0: androgynous <clears throat> and then, fairies and CG idols
2: and then they uh they do the OP and then the opening shot after the OP is the same bad 3D CG of these guys dancing and then we pan back and we see that this is an image being displayed on the television and then As we keep panning out, we get, like, 2D animated room and our (coughs) cast of seven boys. So we have this lovely mix of bad CG and passable 2D on screen at the same time. Oh, yeah. Um, Did the storytelling impress me? No,
1: it was, um... There was way too much going on, um... It it was it was definitely so like, you know, one of the things we talk about in, on our show is like at one point we were debating whether or not we should have any prequels, sequels, whatever. And I think that what we landed on is as long as it says season one. So like it can be a reboot of something. It can be like kind of a sister series or whatever, um, as long as it's not a season two or a season three, et cetera, et cetera, then it's fine. <clears throat> and so one of the things that we can talk about with those is to what extent does it let you know what's going on without needing the context of the other <laughs> stuff? um and this one doesn't <clears throat> um except for when it tries to explain things to you and it's just confusing because it's yeah
0: loose. this one's really bad at it
1: mm, yeah. yes so no the story talking don't impress me this did tv the first show's episode. bad at being a tv show <laughs> did i enjoy the first episode no um there were a couple of moments where i could kind of uh laugh at it not with it um but that doesn't cancel out uh what what happened to me um (laughs) did the first episode make me interested to see more no not at all um i'm definitely uh not going to watch more of this unless it happens to win the losers bracket and then i will not be interested to see more i'll just we'll see more
2: it has a chance it has Um, a chance dean
0: king of prism shiny seven stars episode one In which Star Splash hopefully means putting this show in a burlap sack and drowning it in a river. (laughs) Scenario interest. None whatsoever. Production. Was it impressive? No, it was not. Storytelling. Was it good? No, it was bad. Did I enjoy Episode 1? No, I hated it. Am I interested to see more? No, I'd rather die.
2: And for me, uh, King of Prism, Shiny Seven Stars, Episode 1. All characters appearing in Prism Jump are fictional. <laughs> <laughs> Let that sink in. Uh, did, did this show, uh, did the premise interest me? No. Did the production impress me? No. Did the storytelling impress me? No. Did I enjoy the first episode? No. Did the first episode make me interested to see more? No. That brings our total score for this show to a zero, or zero percent. <laughs> the next show we have to talk about is Demon Slayer, Kometsu no Yaiba. Dean, you want to tell us about this show?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, It was the only good show this week. <laughs> anyway, um I, I like I'm going like to fight me debate longer. over that. <laughs> are you really?
2: Yep.
0: Okay. Well, um for now. <laughs> we can we can talk about it actually because there are interesting things about the nest show. Anyway, um Demon Slayer. So, uh we open up on a an injured girl being carried by her big brother and through the woods and he's like, "I'm gonna save you, don't worry. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna make sure you get saved, girl." And the OP starts. And then we... The show begins after the OP with... uh It, it went back in time. And this dude, uh, Tanjiro, he's headed to sell charcoal. um And no one's allowed to go with him for some reason. uh Because it's, I guess, a long walk. And so he goes to the city to sell some charcoal. And everybody, apparently... Apparently, everybody needs a lot of fucking charcoal, man. Because he's... Got people. Everybody,
2: everybody needs uh, charcoal, a handyman, and a nose. <laughs>
0: Apparently, that's the case. So he's there, and they've got uh, he, he. Before he leaves, he's talking to his family, and um, well, he's talking to his Chekhov's family, and the
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> because there's no fucking way these people survive,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, just based on the conversation that they have alone, because they're a loving family in anime. <laughs> They're all dead. Um, so he goes to town to sell his charcoal. He starts to head back, but it's getting dark and there's a, a blizzard coming. I believe I watched these last week. There's a blizzard coming. And so he's going to stay at this other dude's house. And so, um, if I'm not forgetting anything, he does. He just does.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then when he gets up and gets ready to leave, he starts heading back to his house. And then, um, oh, we find out during that scene that he's got a great sense of smell. Mm -hmm. He can smell things like people or something. I'm I, I don't know what exactly does he smell everything real good or does he only smell certain things?
1: The impression I got because they also set that up in the town scene that he's just got like a really good sense of smell to where he can differentiate things, um, really, um, effectively um which we comes into becomes important later also in d- in that scene we uh we learn that uh demons uh prowl the the, the place that yeah night. demons exist um we, and then there there exist demon hunters who help to protect us from the demons
0: yeah um, and that was yes. just given through some lore uh you know info drops um so he's walking back to his house and he starts to smell something and then he's walking back toward his house and then his family is oh they're dead oh they're a dead family dead family in anime who could have guessed so <laughs> he walks up to them and they're all dead except for the sister the sister is alive and then we get back to where the show began before the op where he's carrying a bloodied sister through the snow trying to get back to town so he can um so he can uh, uh Get her help, I guess, is the goal. Um, and then, uh, she freaks and turns into what actually looks more like a vampire than how you, than a demon, but she turns into a demon, and she starts attacking him, and then a demon hunter guy shows up, and he's like, I've gotta kill, uh, her, and, our our main character and the Demon Hunter guy, they kind of start to fight a little bit after standing around and talking for a while. And our guy, like, is, is trying to fight this dude, but he's obviously not going to win. So he pulls a nice little trick where he throws the axe up in the air. And then he runs at the guy with his arms like this. So he's pretending to still have the axe. And when he gets taken down by the guy, the axe comes down and almost kills the guy. He sees it the very last second and it hits the, like a tree behind him or something. And he's like, Oh God, that, that's a, that was clever that you did that. Good work. I guess almost killing me Skyrim style by throwing something in the air and hoping that when it comes down, I happen to be under it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so they basically, he's not going to let the dude kill his sister and so the dude puts a bit in the sister's mouth and makes her into a real-life horse girl. Um, <laughs> Different show, Dean. Oh, sorry. He uh, he puts a bit in her mouth and ties it around the back of her head, and then uh she's all tied up now, and she's not going to be able to kill anybody, and I guess they're going to try and help her, and this is going to be the story of our, of our main character either just hanging out with the Demon Slayer, Dororo style, or learning himself how to be a Demon Slayer. Um,
1: I felt like it was pretty clearly going to be him becoming a Demon Slayer.
0: Right, because they wouldn't have showed off that he knows how to fight if that wasn't the case. Um, so yeah, that's basically the synopsis of the show. It was actually pretty cool. Uh, I didn't... I At the beginning of it, I was like, oh shit, another one of these. And then as it actually started going, I actually kind of enjoyed it. There's a lot of real emotion when he's trying to help his sister. Mm-hmm. and stuff like that there's a lot of real like they, they, it wasn't played cliche it was played yeah. very realistic and true and and heartfelt and mm-hmm. that's kind of when i started to give the show credit and then as it kept going i just kept giving it credit because it was cool and even though they stood around and talked before they fought that the the conversation wasn't an exposition dump it was just a conversation about mm-hmm. like i'm not gonna let you kill her she can be helped and the demon hunter is like, no, see, I do this for a living. I kill her a lot. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I'm not going to let you do it. And that kind of goes back and forth. And it becomes sort of a philosophical, pseudo philosophical discussion about, you know, killing people when they're demons, actually. So I don't know. I, I actually didn't hate this. It it sounds boring the way that I actually tell the, the, the plot of the show, but it was an entertaining watch. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, it um like that scene in particular dragged on. I felt like a little bit a little bit long, um. But it also did have you know to your point some good kind of emotion in there. Like that you kind of like you you actually like I find myself actually wondering is this kid going to kind of just like give in and say like oh crap like I I hate to say this but yeah she's gone and we have to kill her um and he doesn't give up eventually and so then they have that exchange and then. You know, that tussle is kind of like what indicates to the guy that like, oh, he might actually have some promise doing what I do um, and decides to give her the scroll or whatever that I guess contains the demon powers, um, mm-hmm. which raises an interesting question is like, how is she going to eat? Maybe she doesn't need to anymore. But like if you take that scroll out to eat, you're going to turn into a demon again. So, I mean, I don't know it's I'm sure well, what they're, they're
0: just going to they're going to train her to um, eat only the bad guys mm. like every vampire superhero. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in it. I, I think they, it doesn't seem as, it seems like, it seems like Dororo, but not quite as good or original. Um, But Dororo was really cool. So this being not quite as cool as Dororo is, is still in the range of cool. So it, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't hate watching this. I thought it was, like you said, that the, the conversation that they had before they fought was a little long, but outside of that. There, there was a lot of, I don't know. It all rang true. It all rang heartfelt. Like, like this wasn't mm. half ass. They, they mm. actually cared when they were making this show.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's all CG. I don't know if you mentioned that. Mm. I was, um,
0: and it looks good.
2: It does look pretty good.
1: It looks. It, it,
0: yeah. it, I think it, I thought it looked really good. It took me a minute so
1: to get think, used to, but mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, I think that what they did is it was primarily three D backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um And they actually used that to some cool effect like when they're going through the snow they would actually like simulate walking through the snow which is kind of cool. Yep. But then like I think they mixed 2d and 3d animation for the characters. um I think it was mostly 2d with a few so- shots that were 3d. Um, the 3d stuff while-
0: was mostly action stuff but it fit. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't stick out. Actually I,
1: I felt like some of the action was still 2d. I think that the 3d the ones that jumped out to me were like just when he was walking or like there were a couple of
2: shots like when they were at a distance and he was turning um the entire opening sequence of him at his house talking to his younger siblings was in 3d and i kind of stopped was it yeah i kind of stopped watching for it after that
0: that's interesting i i i i I thought the show looked really good the animation's good the writing wasn't bad um Mm -hmm. there were there were there's of course exposition dumpery happening but it it didn't feel too unnatural Mm -hmm. It didn't feel particularly natural, but it didn't feel too unnatural. Um, and they didn't do fucking voiceover exposition, so that's a point in its favor, regardless. Um, I don't know. I, I I actually enjoyed watching it.
2: I I enjoyed uh, this show as well.
0: Um, what what kind of hooked me a little bit too was there there is real emotion when he's carrying the sister, but the introduction to Chekhov's family sort of. I was like, oh, this is a, like a loving family in an anime and they're going to kill it to create emotional stakes. That makes all they have to do is sell that. And it's going to be interesting. And because you can do that and not sell it, you can do that. And then your main character is just like, I'm on a revenge quest now. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't mourn at all. Um, that's not the case in this show. He he has a sister. She survived barely, and he's like, "I've got to, I've got to save her. I've got to save her. I've got to fucking save her." So he starts walking through the snow to try and save his sister. The whole time he's telling her, "Like it's okay, it's okay. I'm gonna get you to town. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right." And and there was real emotion behind the behind the performance and behind the the, mm. the script as well. Yeah, and so, like
1: even the part where he's sort of like trying to keep himself going, he's like, you know, like he doesn't say in these words exactly, but like, I'm fucking exhausted, and there's still such to a way to go, but I have to keep going. Um, and like that actually like felt because like that, that sort of thing appears a lot in anime, but like this one actually felt more like, like I said, heartfelt. I felt like um, they did a good job with like, I wasn't blown away overall by the story and by mm-hmm. the way it was told. But for something that could have been so much more just cliche, boring, whatever, um, they, they elevated that quite a bit with the way that they told everything. So right. I thought that that was impressive unto itself, even if it wasn't the most impressive thing I've seen in a while.
0: Because we've gotten this story before. We've gotten the story of kid's family gets attacked by insert monster here. Kid starts hunting monsters. That's not a new story. That's Mm -hmm. not a new idea. What is refreshing is when it's presented in a really the only word I can think of is heartfelt in a heartfelt Mm -hmm. way. It's, It's presented in a way that's believably what a 15 year old who happens to be good at fighting would do. And I liked it for that a lot, actually.
2: Happiness being destroyed smells like blood.
0: (laughs) Apparently so. I'm. I'm. The smell thing is weird. Yeah, it feels really out of place
2: in this show.
0: Yeah, Yeah, he doesn't need
1: powers. It wasn't that like part of because I mentioned that like later on it becomes a porn. I forget the details, but wasn't there something about like. His sister sm- still smelled like his sister or something like that, and uh, that's part of why he was
0: why he thought there was still like some of her there
1: s- still still hope or something I forget, or maybe there was like if there because was she smelled I missed different that, that he... part
2: i i I got the part where like she smelled different and and that might have been like the hint that she had an issue or something like
3: that yeah that but... she
0: was demonized the uh demonized that's not that word um <laughs> Actually yeah. it might
1: be exactly the word it's just that our connotation is then become something else.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um the uh, uh I did have a uh an episode title that was like a like a like a mm, kind of like a uh, beta version of an episode title and it was how not to piggyback a demon lord I decided not to go with that. Uh <laughs> uh yeah I don't really have a
2: whole lot else to say about this show. I mm-hmm. enjoyed it. It didn't. It, was,
0: it wasn't blow you away. Good. Mm-hmm. It was just a, It was competent. just kind of cool.
2: It was competent. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was competent. I think that the, its biggest weakness was probably the slowish pace. Um, mm. I think that while they while they slow. kind of they made these moments sort of real, and some of that requires like kind of like letting it breathe and giving it room to like kind of let the stuff happen. Um, I felt like they just kind of had too few things happening in the episode, and that caused it to just drag on a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. looks yeah. Looks like you're about to sound like...
0: Yeah, uh, you, you reminded me of something. One thing that we did get in this show that is not always done to particularly good effect, but I think it did a lot for me watching it, was we got characterization through situation rather than exposition. Mm-hmm. So... He's in the town and he can't say no to helping somebody and everybody likes him and he's obviously somebody that people look forward to seeing like he's he's well liked he's a good care he's a good guy he's a good dude and he he can't say no to helping people and to a certain extent like you get you get the feeling that this is a person who is a good person who's gonna have to do some bad things later on um And I I thought that that we got that not through exposition, but through he goes to town and this is how he interacts with people. We actually get those get to see those moments happen. They feel more real that way, rather than if in the conversation with the mom at the beginning, the mom had just been like, well, you know, everyone in town likes you. You Mm -hmm. know, we we could have gotten that kind of thing. But instead, we got to see it happen. And I that. I think kind of maintains throughout because even the exposition conversations that he has with the guy in the cabin when he's staying during the blizzard are natural feeling conversations for the most part. Mm -hmm. There are a couple of moments where it's just like, well, that was an exposition line, but Mm -hmm. they they frame it in a way where
1: like, it still kind of makes sense. Like the reason that I'm making you stay here instead of going back home is because there are demons about, and then he's asking about the demons and then he's answering about the demons. And that's exactly
0: right. And there's nothing to do but talk. It's not yeah. like they can, you know, kick back and watch TV or anything. Like, there's nothing to do but have this conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's why he's staying there is because it's dangerous with the demons and there's a blizzard. So, you know, let's talk about that for a second. I I, I, I liked it. It was competent. And I think it even goes above competent in a couple of areas. Mm-hmm. But it was, outside of being competent, I didn't hate anybody. That's the other thing. I didn't hate a single character. I thought every character in this show was... Um, I mean, maybe not likable, but they felt real.
3: Mm -hmm. Our
0: main character is very likable. Cabin guy feels very real. He feels like a real cabin guy. This is how a cabin guy who knows about demons would behave.
1: Even demon hunter guy, like he he does exhibit some of like the typical qualities of like, I'm just a jaded guy who's been doing this for so many years now. I know when someone's gone and like just like straight up kills her. But he actually like the fact that he hesitates and the fact that he ends up coming around at the end also kind of demonstrates a little bit of like some believable depth.
0: Yeah, he's um, not a, he's not a, he's not a blank 2D character. He's a, mm. he's got a, I mean, he is a 2D character. He's got a, uh,
3: <laughs>
0: he has an actual <laughs> in personality. In not the other sense. <laughs> and he can be swayed. He can be swayed by, by this character who's like, no, 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 trust me. She's still there somewhere. And, you know, he's probably heard that a million times, but for some reason this time it feels different and he's willing to follow that. I got, even if it comes to nothing. I got the impression
2: that he had previously been like on the same side as our main character. I, I don't like maybe
0: he knows what's happening here. Like he except then later
2: before. they say, or he says, "I've seen this before." And the person got eaten by a demon. Like as soon as they get hungry. So maybe it wasn't him who's was in that situation. But yeah, something. They look like our main characters' pleas were really reaching him for some reason
0: right, and and just like that, he says he's seen this, but he's probably heard that a million times. He's probably heard, "Please don't kill, insert family member here. trust they're there, and he's like, "No, they're a demon dude. you don't get it. You don't understand what's happening here, and then he murders them and leaves, oh, yeah, and um, the part of
1: it too, is that actually she behaves differently because, like she's actually like moving to protect um her brother. Um, still in That's kind of like what the demon was. form. But That's yeah. what
0: turned it is she, when he's attacking the brother, she jumps over and she's like, no, like she, she doesn't say mm-hmm. anything, but she jumps over and she tries to protect him. And then he's like, Oh, this is different. There's something mm-hmm. happening here that I need to follow up on. Um, I don't know. Everything felt very, I, I can't, I mean, realistic is the word I want to say, but it's not mm-hmm. realistic in the sense that any of this could ever happen. It's realistic in the sense that like in this situation, given the world they're in, they would do these things. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. a a reasonable person could be expected to behave this way. I and which is puts it miles above a lot of anime out
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we give our ratings for this show? Sure. Dean, you get to start.
0: Yeah, man. Um Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. How not to get your family murdered by a demon lord scenario interest uh i'm gonna say no on this. This is a little cliched mm-hmm. uh monster kills boy's family boy goes to kill monsters, yeah, duh um the production impressed me, yeah, I thought the show looked really good. The snow scenes were beautiful, um the environments made sense and like and I say that like. Duh, but it was. It's it's especially in snowy stuff. There's a lot of times where it just looks like garbage the way the snow is laying on things. And but this actually looks good. This looked this looked realistic. Um. Uh. Outside of that, the the fight sequence was pretty cool. Um. I wasn't a big fan of the flashback to explain what had happened. Wasn't a huge fan of that, but it it wasn't so bad. Um. The storytelling, I thought, was really good, especially the fact that, just like that, we get exposition through interaction rather than voiceover or the mom saying things about the world to our main character. Um, Did I enjoy watching episode one? I did. And am I interested to see more? Ah, I mean... I don't know man I kind of want to like bitch I might be but I, I don't know I don't know if I actually am interested to see any more of this
1: sounds like a no to me um,
0: but I liked it I I, <laughs> I liked the first well, I mean, episode it just yeah, doesn't I mean, seem like something I want to sit down and watch you mm-hmm. know I was
1: gonna say like that's that's largely where I'm at Um, there's there's the difference between enjoying a good episode and seeing how you could see more but not actually being interested to see more and that's what the question's about. So
0: right, yeah, I think that's where I'm at on it. Um, so that's a three <laughs> for left. me.
1: That's going to be a note from Dean, dog. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
1: I'm yeah, actually. I, I
0: think that's a. I think that's a three for me out of out of the five.
2: I'm actually in the exact same boat. Uh, Demon Slayer episode one. She's a one-eyed, one horn flying purple people eater.
3: <laughs>
2: um, yeah three for me as well for exactly the same points the production was really good the storytelling was uh, the pacing was slow but overall I enjoyed it and I enjoyed the first episode but I don't really want to see more Chris
1: uh, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba episode one sister you've gained weight
0: <laughs> um, oh, this yeah, a part she, gets where she, like, she like, literally she gets, gets like, big yeah She gets, like, jacked when she turns into a demon. It's pretty cool.
1: Um, Did the premise interest me? Yeah, no. Um, It's a very kind of cliched sort of thing, and not to say that, like, something that's not a new idea can't be something that I'm interested in, just I'm not particularly interested in that one. Um, Did the production impress me? Uh, I'll give it a yeah. Um, I thought that the... They did some interesting experimental stuff with the 3D, um, and so I I kind of appreciated them trying that out, and it worked pretty well. Um, The environments all looked really great throughout. Um, Did the storytelling impress me? I'll give that a yeah, for all the reasons we've discussed. Um, I thought that they took something that could have been pretty cliche and boring and made it um, more serviceable. Um, Did I enjoy the first episode? Um... Yeah, I'll give that a yeah. I was a little bit on the fence. There were definitely some parts that felt a little bit slow. Um, by the end of it, I was kind of like, can okay, can we just like get on with it? But um, I, I'll say that overall, it was fine. Mm. Um, and did it make me interested to see more? Not really, um, for the reason mainly that I'm just not that interested in the, interested in the premise. Um, and like even the stuff that they were kind of pitching is like, here's what the show is going to be like. We're going to have like this this mystery around the sister, and can we fix her? And there's going to be like some maybe cool almost like this is the wrong comparison because sports anime was drawing from other like fighting anime but like the the whole like we're going to explain this clever thing they did um sort of battle anime um and i'm just not that into that at least not in this particular instance
0: i mean Um, also you know what's going to happen they're gonna they're gonna either cure the sister or the sister's gonna get back some amount of her consciousness that allows her to fight for them um, and they're going to, uh, go around killing demons, helping people, because that's the personality of our main character. Gonna be some tough moral choices in there. And, uh, that's the show.
2: Yep. yep. Well, that brings our total <laughs> score for this show to a 9, or 60%. Last show we have to talk about is
0: on my The weirdest fucking thing I've seen since... I mean, well, I guess since, since King of Prism, but
2: <laughs> well, I, don't, I, don't, I, mean, I would say it's the weirdest thing we've seen since, oh, what was that goddamn short where he marries the monster and the last oh. minute and a oh! half is them dancing. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: um, yeah. Oh, What was the name of that one? I'm going to look it up. I this can't is, remember,
2: but yeah. It's the was... weirdest thing I've seen since that, but this is a full-length Episode, not a short. Uh, so
3: how does oh this the show, show has a
0: uh yeah, this show has a theme song, so I want to play a little clip of the theme song for this show.
2: that's the show um (laughs) so i don't remember exactly how this show opens but it has something to do with our main character talking about uh
0: carrying a box he's carrying his amazon box i'm sorry cap capazon box
2: (laughs) yeah um there's something about this one person that our main character really cares about. And he has to protect, he has to protect his connection to this person, which is like a really dumb thing to say. Uh, but he says it and, uh, he doesn't need anyone else in the world. As long as, as long as he has his connection to this one person, which is a really dumb thing to say, but he says it.
0: Um, yeah.
2: Uh, Sorry to interrupt. Uh,
1: Jinge-san no yome was the the weird one. That's what it was. Man, that was a
2: show. Um, (laughs) So our main character is walking to school, carrying a Capazan box, and on the TV he sees an ad and then some clip from an idol show where the idol is telling what the lucky selfie of the day is, and our, so our main character has to take his lucky selfie, and the lucky selfie of the day, or the lucky item of the day is uh, a box, so you have to take a picture with a box, a selfie with a box, and the more boxes, the luckier. And so we know that our main our main character, uh, I mean, he doesn't explain why this happens. I was going to say it's something, that, but it's knowledge that comes later. Um and then we cut to another character trying to break into a car in the weirdest garage I've ever seen cuz it's like a public Yeah, it was like a garage except that there's only one car and the entire rest of the space is taken up by Capazon boxes. Yeah. And then the idol from earlier shows up, takes a picture, takes a selfie of herself standing in front of this guy trying to break into a car with all the boxes and the backdrop. And so the guy breaking into this car is like, did you just take a selfie? And the person's like, nope, gotta run. Um, And so the guy who was breaking into the car chases after her because there's no evidence that he was trying to break into a car. Uh, And he doesn't find the girl, but then he finds our main character standing in front of a statue of a kappa holding a box and his phone. And he says, hey, have you seen a girl? And then he pauses and then he says, you have her phone. You are connected to the girl. And so he goes and they're going to fight and then they break the statue and then there's black smoke. And then our main character is at school and he goes, oh, it was all a dream. And then he drops out of the soccer club, except that he already did that previously and he talks with his best friend. And then, uh, fuck, there's some bells dinging and then our main character and the guy who's breaking into the car both show up back where they broke the statue because that's where the bell is coming from.
0: Yeah, they were that, following uh, the sound of like a little sound hand, the, yeah. hand bell.
1: Fun fact that a statue actually exists. Oh um, really Yeah, they uh they they modify it, obviously, um, to make it look like it's a different pose and stuff like that, but the kappa statue in that like little like courtyard
2: is actually a thing. Oh that's so. neat. Um and I can't remember if it's started happening by this point or not. But boxes yeah, it has by this point. Boxes are just floating around the city and no one knows why and as
0: if they're as if they're being delivered by Capazon delivery drones but it's the boxes (laughs) themselves that are the drones uh and and except they're being carried by
1: spirits that i guess are stealing the boxes
2: Yeah, no one knows why but uh no one is too concerned about it either it's not like oh my god boxes all of a sudden have started flying it's like oh well that's inconvenient um
0: our our city now looks like the Coruscant skyline with all these fucking boxes going all over the place.
2: Uh, and so yeah, our main character and the guy who broke into the car show back up at the statue, which is where the bell is coming from. And there's a kappa there, and uh, they call the kappa a frog, and he doesn't like that, so he eats them and uh, extracts uh the, Wait a all minute. of th- he doesn't um, eat done. them.
0: He doesn't eat them. He sucks <laughs> their assholes. Uh, no,
2: he eats them um he he completely consumes them uh and then oh that's then right he does he, completely consume he them he extracts he uh extracts all of their desire from their butts and then he poops them out <laughs> in this weird gel
0: no one's going to extract my butt
3: desire <laughs>
2: <laughs> and now they're also kappas and they can see the wait, kappa wait. realm. they're what they're kappas and so they can fight the spirits that are stealing all of the boxes and they have to fight the spirits because our main character's box was stolen and our main character's best friend's box was stolen so they have to defeat the giant cardboard monster and extract the desire from his butt to get all their boxes (laughs) back So so they suck
0: his butt. They
2: do that, Mm -hmm. and uh, they suck his butt, and they get the thing, and then it starts melting on them. And so in order to not have it melt on them and get it back to the Kappa King in time, uh, they have to do the sarazanmai, which is where they share their innermost secrets with each other. And so we learn that um, the idol who took the picture in front of the guy who was stealing the car was not actually an idol. It was our main character cross-dressing as the idol. And then the guy was stealing a car, and then his best friend has a crush on the idol. Maybe.
0: I I don't understand what it is. I I, I don't know if he just identifies her with her in a very unhealthy way, or if he like. I, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. We
1: um, might learn more about that later. Um, I'll let you. It I'll seems I'll you like finish the kind up. of thing some... that they
0: would be like like. That they would slowly roll out and reveal.
2: Well,
1: we... I have a few theories, but We yeah.
2: learn that the box that our main character has been carrying around the entire episode is where he keeps his cross-dressing clothes, which seems like a really good way to let people find out you're cross-dressing. Because, like, if you're carrying that box everywhere, people are going to be like, what's in the box? And people go to look in the box, and you're going to be found out, fam. Was, well, you yeah. see, the
1: thing is, he has to he has to take his selfies, so he needs to have it all handy throughout the day. But he can't just be cross dressing all day, every day, because he's got to go to school and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's there in case he uh, he needs to take a quick selfie. He's dumb. Uh,
3: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: he should uh, carry it in
0: his backpack like every superhero. And
2: so after after they do the Sarazon mind, they all learn everyone's embarrassing secrets. Then they get the they get the desire of the box lord to the kappa king everyone gets their boxes back except our main character's box like for some reason inexplicably dumps all its contents onto the floor and our main character picks them up and everyone's like oh that's weird but i mean whatever man you do you And he's really embarrassed and upset, so he yells and says, I didn't ask anyone to try and understand me. All I have to do is keep my connection with this one person. And packs all his stuff up and runs away crying. At this point,
0: they're still Kappas, right?
2: No, at this point, they've gotten their desire back and have turned back into humans. Okay. And it's not explained how that happened. Hmm. Um, And then our main character runs off crying, and we learn that the person he has this connection with is a little girl. So, our main character is a pedophile. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I really fucking liked this show. I have just (laughs) done no service in describing it, but it was really good yeah um, so one of the things that sort of struck me at
1: first is at the very beginning of the show when he's talking about this connection and stuff like that, and he's got like his three rules, and like one is he has to carry this box around all the time, et cetera, et cetera um, so they stylize it to where the crowds in the background are actually just um uh,
0: oh yeah, kind of
1: like that's, icons they they look like just sort of like you know icon meaning person, but they're just they like look kind like, of like the,
0: they look like the a o l man except mm-hmm. white,
1: Mm-hmm. um, and so they just like. I think the the message they're sending there, because there's a big theme of the show that is connections um, and kind of like understanding each other and stuff like that. And so clearly what they're going for is just the anonymous crowd that you have no connection with. And the only people in your in your world are like you and people that you're actually talking to and maybe people on the TV and stuff like that. Um, It's all commentary on smartphones. It's the Um. best
0: thing about living in a city, dude, is the fact that you are just one (laughs) of a million motherfuckers who do not matter.
2: I forgot the very, very end, which is where... So our main character has been using this app, which has a ferret for its icon, to communicate with the girl that he's a pedophile for. Um.
0: (laughs) That's not confirmed.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And and uh, so at the very, very end, we see two guys, two police officers who have caught another guy. And uh, they say some really sinister things about extracting his desires. And then he disappears completely, except for his phone, which falls onto the table. And the screen is completely black, except for that this ferret app icon, which is glowing red.
0: Oh, that was just a that was just a threat of uh, sexual violation. That cop was just saying he was gonna suck that guy's butt.
2: Okay.
1: Well you do you, fam. Um, <laughs> there's actually a name for the thing that they suck out. It's like a Japanese term, but I forget what it is. Um, yeah, there's
0: like a it's like an organ or like a like a it's a pearl that's in your butt, basically, except it's big, mm-hmm. I guess.
1: It's it's part of the folklore, especially around at the Kappa. Um, the idea that there's this thing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they're Kodama. yeah it's a, it's like an organ that resides in the anus that contains human desires it's kind of like how like in biblical times oh my god um, it's a
0: prostate they're just talking about the prostate
1: <laughs> um so but uh yeah so it, it's kind of like just part of the folklore um and so i wouldn't like, be surprised
0: if that comes from like an early knowledge of the prostate
1: maybe i mean because it's like it reminds me of like in biblical times how it was believed that like what we would call the heart, like where your emotions reside um, was your bowels, um, which mm-hmm. probably came from the idea that like when you're feeling something, you kind of like have that feeling in your gut. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, so it's like you got bowels, you got heart, you got anus. Uh, it just all just kind of it just depends on your perspective, man. It's kind of um, a chakra
0: thing. It's it's kind of a chakra thing, mm-hmm. all, except it's based on, um, I guess, your holes.
1: <laughs> so they um so at the very beginning I actually thought this was Media Res I thought that we had already like he'd already become a Kappa and so this is him like this is me in the Kappa world and that's why everyone looks like just random humans because like when you're in the Kappa world like you're in the world but nobody can see you and therefore they kind of represent that by you not being able to see them um and <laughs> that's why religion is so holy H o l y. um but um <laughs> So I thought that that was that, and then like the the idol on the screen seemed to be like a Kappa idol. Um, so it's like, hey, for all you fellow Kappas out there, but uh, and I guess it was all just a dream. I forget exactly. It's, there's there's a lot going on in the show. There <laughs> um, is a lot. But I thought that like the connection he had was like with the idol specifically, which mm-hmm. could explain you so know the cross dressing too. That's what um, cause I thought they, too. Because they and actually it was kind of clever. They hinted at him being the cross dresser before they sort of revealed it officially. Um, because mm-hmm. they would show like the same little tag on the phone. Um, like the little keychain looking thing.
0: Yeah, they wanted um, you to think that they wanted you to think early on that when they show you the scene of him taking a picture with all the boxes and the guy trying to steal the car, they want you to think that this is the actual idol. Mm-hmm. and because their phones match this idol is the person with whom he has a connection that was that's yeah. that like, was that's how i read what it but they're wanting you to think yeah same yeah
1: and of course that was subversive because we find out later that it's actually just him that was his phone
0: right. um
1: so that was that was a clever little uh, device um, but yeah so it turns out that like he didn't start off in that world um he gets into it later and i'm curious to what degree like you know you mentioned like they got their desires back and that's why they turned back into humans and now is it going to be like a deal of like we can switch between forms freely or just like every time we get our butts sucked, we turn into Kappas again. And that's just kind of like an episodic thing. It's like, oh, we got <laughs> we got butt sucked again. Um, also. OK, so. That Man, I scene, remember the
0: last time I got butt sucked.
1: <laughs> that scene was like weirdly graphic. Um, yeah. Like there was a little bit of like kind of stylistic censorship, if you will. But like it also was like weirdly erotic. Mm-hmm. Um they're
0: very clearly getting butt sucked.
1: Yeah. Um so that that happened. Uh and the, these are these are not adults. These are minors getting butt sucked. Um
0: Well, now who cares if they if they extract raw minerals from the earth?
1: <laughs> um and then uh I'll leave now. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, and then like there's the whole thing where the hey. A <laughs> Um there's the whole thing where like the the prince of the kappas king of kappas whoever he was like kind of like poops them out as kappas and that was also weirdly graphic um, oh yeah yeah
0: no he was clearly shitting people as kappas right. <laughs>
1: um and then the whole thing with like when they when they suck out the the desires from cardboard man that was also very weirdly erotic um and so and so i will say that like one of the things i did enjoy about the show is kind of how i'm not even sure like what the phrase would be for this it's like that very particular japanese brand of weird stylish stylish weird um
3: yeah a, yeah. a good
1: example being um uh what's the name of the game where you Any like commercial. roll the ball around oh um that's uh yep uh-huh yeah that one <laughs> um <laughs> uh no it's not Pachinko. Pachinko. um no. Let's see
0: that particular Japanese brand of butt suckery.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, Katamari Damacy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it's okay.
3: it's
1: it's that that sort of style or if you've ever seen like. Um, like some of those old like Japanese shooters, there's this one where they just like just like the, the weird over the top sense of humor like they do like all these extravagant poses and stuff uh, they um, just like very just
2: break into song and dance yeah f- uh, for <laughs> no reason when they start fighting <laughs> cardboard man uh that, that oh, well, sequence they doing, was
0: they were doing like a rip-off version of the fusion dance from dragon ball z mm. were they Did you notice that no yeah like
2: because it they, was they, like did, yeah it
0: was like it was like it was like <laughs> it was very much the fusion dance.
1: They uh yeah, that was so weird. Like they just break into a musical sequence. And it's like we're going to get our desires back and it was just like <laughs> it was uh, and like they, uh. so like stylistically like it was it was over the top and it was exaggerated and it was kind of fun in that way um as weird as it was. But like it's that particular brand of weird where like I find it um
0: off-putting.
1: I, I find it fun more than off-putting. I can see how a lot of people would just be like, what the fuck is this shit? But for me, it was just like, hey, it's that it's that brand of humor, and I find it As soon as one like, of the characters, like,
0: grandma, it. there was, like, an old woman who said something like, uh, Oh, it was at the
2: very
1: beginning. Well, you
0: know, the... Yeah, yeah. She, she
1: was explaining how Kappas she's suck like, out your...
0: Well, you know, the Kappas, funny. they, Shiri, but, they Shiri, suck butts. Shiri, they suck your butts.
2: Shiri Kodama. Mm, Shiri Kodama, yeah.
0: And she's like, they suck your butts, guys. They like to suck butts. Kappas suck butts all the time. And it was, but like the subs. Did you guys see the subs for that?
3: Hmm. Of course you did.
0: Um, the she actually says like they suck the insert word here.
1: Oh, and they like censored it
0: out. No, she said out, out of your anus,
3: mm-hmm. like mm. just
0: that that phrase. And I'm like, wait, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep.
1: Yes, I also caught that. that. That is that is the that is the scientific term for that part of the body. So I mean.
0: Yeah, it is. But I would have rather she said, hey, man, them kappas suck butts. (laughs) It it would have felt less. There's this weird thing. There's a weird. This is a problem that I have generally. When you're being very clinical about anatomy and also shit is weird. I have a hard time with that cognitive dissonance in my mind. Like I, I don't. Cause that shit was weird.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But she's also like, yes, and they suck the
2: Sheree Kodama
0: mm-hmm. out of out of your anus. That's what they do, the Kappas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, what... <sighs> <laughs> I was disturbed, but but also that's the moment in the show. I feel like that was a normie filter of sorts, because that was a moment in the show where my reaction was like oh god this is going to be weird
3: and then it was weird (laughs) yes it was i don't hate weird
0: yeah so i don't hate weird i think the problem is human centipede exists and so anytime there is any any sort of uh, like a reference right (laughs) right
1: Uh, outside of a
0: sexual context to me it's just human centipede (laughs)
1: I remember um, before the show, I was mentioning to you guys that I heard a friend uh, who was summarizing the show um, and kind of like running through basically what happens. And so I came into this like kind of having a little bit of background knowledge. It's like I, I forgot what the title was, but then when I saw it, it's like, oh, it's the Kappa show. And so I thought I knew what was coming. And then the thing happens. And I was like, I was not prepared for that. Um, it's uh, <laughs> I think that like they're kind of going for a brand of humor that is um <laughs> just like it's either you're going to be off put or you're going to find it hilarious. Um mm-hmm. And I think I was somewhere in between. Um I did really, like I said, I enjoyed that stylishness of like, just like the over the top posing, like Jojo's kind of does a similar thing where like everyone is like constantly in like some sort of dramatic pose. You know, they're not actually like nobody's normal ever. <laughs> um And that's kind of what they're going for here, especially in the, the kappa sequences and the shirin's on my, some of the graphical stuff that they did, like when they, like you know it was also again very weird but like when they're when they're like their desires are getting like shared with each other um they called it like leaking and so like you would see like stuff like dots coming out of their silhouetted butts it was so good um, and like kind of like drifting across the screen it was so like just that sequence
0: animated anal leakage <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: it's so good um so yeah it's it's just like like i said you know you're either going to like just like kind of be like fuck it this is what this is, let's go for with it, or you're gonna be like, the fuck is this shit? Like, show this to someone who doesn't know what anime is. And tell oh them God. this is anime. <laughs> um, this and, is this yeah. show
0: is a normie filter it's for just, all of anime. It's like, oh
2: yes, I have heard of the Japan. <laughs> just I, I understand. Just like, oh, yes, now I, I now I have seen <laughs> anime. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like it's like let me let me introduce you to Japanese culture and then just this. <laughs> <laughs> not not exactly it's it's a representation it's not um definitely not all inclusive
0: <laughs> there's not even a two the, the thing about this show that made me the most angry is there was no 2d girl there to give me a boner that wasn't a that wasn't included among all this butt sucking
2: it's true there were no girls there were only two girls oh, in the yeah. show it was the idol and it was the a, loli. it's
0: this show is
2: a, is a... It's so... I mean, the idol kind of was a lolly, though. So there was the lolly and the lolly.
0: She kind of was. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, this is show a is, a, is a show, show.
3: that... <laughs> a oh, God.
0: We are, we are rapidly approaching the, the maximum possible lolly ratio. Um... Maximum number
2: of lollies you can have in a single show is three. After that, yeah. it's a hentai. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like, even I if just, there's no sexual content, just the fact that there are more than three lollies.
0: <laughs> to your point, Chris, I think this show it is kind of steeped in Japanese culture, though, in an interesting way mm-hmm. that a lot of shows aren't. And outside of even that. It clearly knows what it wants to be.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It wants to be weird. Like, that's the goal. Mm hmm. Um, which I believe is an admirable goal. I'm all down to like people being weird.
2: So humor through shock in a way. Yeah. Taking the literal
1: Maybe
0: that's why I didn't like it. I'm not a huge fan of shock humor. Taking the like, literal
2: I, I, definition of hentai. Is this show a hentai? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just perverted. I think uh, it, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I guess, isn't it? I think a little bit. Yeah, because there is a, a slightly. Se- I don't know. Here's the thing. I might be bringing this to it, but my read was that there is a slightly sexual overtones. Oh, yeah. to yeah, no, I think, I, th-
1: I think that's. A, I think that's exactly it. I think that it's like one of those things where they're they're like part of the humor, part of that like that shock humor, is that like this is very sexual stuff, but it's strictly speaking not sexual, and so they're kind of like, the, the, it, it just it's sort of like playing with that discomfort of like. <laughs> Sort of, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's hard to put yes. into words exactly. That's but. what
0: it wants. That laugh yeah. actually is the perfect description of this show. That's what <laughs> that's what this show wants. Is that <laughs> eh, kind
3: of yeah, yeah? yeah. I, I think that's I
0: think you're spot on with that. That that is exactly what the show wants to be. Which and it knows that and it follows that line logically. Even to the point that they give a cardboard monster a butthole. Why does a cardboard monster have a butthole? Who knows? It, it but it does. <laughs> Um, I guess anything with desires has a butthole.
1: <laughs> We're all just tubes, man.
0: <laughs>
1: all living things are just are just tubes. mean we think about it honestly. A series
0: of tubes.
1: yeah, but seriously, like all living creatures are basically just tubes. It's yeah, you need you need a mouth to put nutrients in to energize mm-hmm. the thing, and then you need a butthole or equivalent to uh put out waste, and then I everything else is just built around that tube function.
0: It's one of the earliest stages of development of em- of uh, embryonic development is the is you just turn into a cylinder of cells with a hole in it, and like for real a mm. hollow cylinder of cells, and then one end turns into a mouth and the other end turns into an asshole.
2: That's weird. That wasn't a visual I needed.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh. All right.
0: I- uh, I don't know. I, I will say I didn't hate it. It was I was on the side of this that this was a little off putting to me because I, I there's also and that's yeah, I think that
1: that's too like it, you could even like sort of poke holes in the idea that like even if it's not technically sexual, <laughs> it's a sexual portrayal of something happening to a minor. And there might be some people who are just that, like that's a inherently I was more, against that on principle. I was
0: more off put by the shit imagery in this thing Mm. that was off-putting to me. Mm. I I was like, this is, Mm -hmm. yeah. Cause I I mean, I I mean, I'm, I'm not, I am not in, uh, in any way. I do not have a problem with butt stuff, but (laughs) this show was just like, it was gratuitous shittery in a lot of places. Like the butt sucking thing to me, it could have been funny. If it wasn't always accompanied by shit imagery. And then I just immediately go to human centipede and it's like, uh, <laughs> stop it. Yeah. And
1: also they didn't like take kind of like the more horrific route either. Like the because the Kappa is a monster. Right. And so right. like the idea that like if if your grandmother tells you that the like, don't go out at night or as the Kappa will suck your desires out of your butthole. Like that's a scary thing. It's meant to deter, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, whereas in this case, they just oh. sort of like played it off humorously where it's like, Oh, he just got the device pulled out. That was awkward. Uh, you know, yeah. and, and like the thing that triggers this, too, is that like the the prince frog or the uh, frog. Exactly. That's the issue. The the Kappa prince, Kappa King is like, don't ever call me a frog. And like just the fact that like it's just like no, no, no warnings. Just if you say frog, he is like, I am insulted. I'm going to suck your thing out. I forget what it, I keep forgetting. the name Kodama. Of it. But um, it's
0: called a butt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, out of the butt.
1: <laughs> also. Like whenever they would suck those out, like it was a little, it was represented by an orb and it had like a kanji on it. And Mm -hmm. the translation that they gave was just, "butt" in quotes, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I think that that's like more of a literal translation, not necessarily what it was like really supposed to be, but. You
2: sucked your butt out um, of your
1: butt.
0: Is this supposed to be like, is, is the, is the origin of this thing kind of like a, uh, a commentary on like how base human desire is?
1: I think so like I think the that origin
0: of this kind of 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 this it, folklore
1: it probably plays with that somehow, yeah, um, I'd have to look more into it because there's also maybe something like desires important that's why you don't want it to get sucked out um right, or like the fact that the Kappa feeds on that and maybe there's something to do with that, but um, why would know, they but, put it
0: then why would the I'm trying to put my myself in the mind of of somebody who's building folklore um and it's like my my immediate reaction, everyone's disgusted by shit. Human beings are grossed out by shit because shit can make us very sick. And so we, we, we are we are very disgusted by it. And I personally. Sorry,
1: I'm just reading chat. This oh is what you were God. saying and we'll get to
3: that. <laughs>
0: yeah um i'm I'm excited uh, the um I, 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 it, it seems to me that it would be more of a commentary on like how how human desire is based. There's a lot of stuff that's mm-hmm. associated with the butthole
3: mm-hmm.
0: like folklore associated with the butthole and in in more conservative you know judeo christian kind of cultures with the genitals that are that are that are all tied to baseness. Mm -hmm. All tied to like unrefinement, unrefinement Mm -hmm. and things like like
1: that. There's even kind of like, and I I apologize for anyone who knows better than I do, but kind of like the Buddhist ideal or many other religions have the idea of like letting go of earthly desires. um, Right. That sort of thing. Um, Right. But yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. And I think, too, that like part of what they're going for is like I mentioned the, the commentary about like connectedness or the lack thereof. The, the illusion of connectedness through our technology that we have. Um, and then there's also going to be something about desire and about, I mean, it looks like the show has something to say and it might be one of those cases where you have to like get further into it to like really get that message. Um, yeah.
0: And, and they're, they're kind of hiding it behind uh shit jokes, which is like, fine. I don't have a problem with that, but I also have a really hard time laughing at shit jokes. Um, mm. I mean, and it's not like out of, it's not out of any like, I don't, I don't like that kind of comedy. It's not that I don't like that kind of comedy. It's just that the context that that is in, in this show is more off-putting to me than funny. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a, it's, I don't know. I don't know. Let's, let's do the, let's, let's do the
2: (laughs) And Varial in chat asks, what do you call the kappa that comes back for seconds? Now we wait.
0: Anticipation intensifies.
2: <laughs> Billy Mays, but wait, there's more.
3: <laughs>
2: he said, lots of, of your guns in
1: that
0: God text.
3: damn it!
0: <laughs> See yourself uh. out, sir.
3: <laughs>
2: oh man, scores for this show. Did the premise interest me? I don't know what the premise of this show is, so I'm going to say yeah. Did the production <laughs> impress me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, this show is done by Mappa. This show looks <laughs> incredible. It looks so it good. It looks
0: really good.
1: Mappa Kappa.
2: Did the storytelling impress me? <laughs> Uh I'm going to say yes it was kind of all over the place but in a way that it was trying to be all over the place. Mm.
0: It wanted to unfold the mystery of of what's the secret with the box mm-hmm. and it, and it did that by being a little bit all over the place but but eventually it's kind of like a moment in the show where everything all kind of comes together.
2: Did I enjoy the first episode? Yeah, I enjoyed it quite thoroughly. However, did it make me interested to see more? Not really. It was a fun watch, and now I'm done. So that's a four for me. Chris?
1: All right. Sarin's On My, episode oh. one A carrot Tolerance Policy on the F Word.
2: Sorry, I forgot to give my title. Um, Sarin's so On My, episode one Confessions of a Teenage Frog King. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Did you get that, though? A caro Tolerance Policy.
3: <laughs> <coughs> Caro <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, um, so did the premise interest me again, like Ryan said, what exactly was it? um, I mean, you kind of know, and yet you don't, but not really no, um, not, but if you told me what the show was about, probably wouldn't be that interested the 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 like Japanese mythology or folklore I should say I mean mythology too technically speaking, um is interesting to me. And the idea of making a show that revolves around Kappas is interesting to me, but not like this. Um, Just, again, based on the way you would describe it. Did the production impress me? Yes. Um, That is something the show definitely has going for it. It's very stylish. Um, The animation is good. Um, Overall, it was just a really well done show. Um, Did the storytelling impress me? (sighs) Yes and no. Um, I felt like... I did and didn't get what they were going for in the end. Like, again, like I got the sense that the show had something to say, but I'm not sure that especially just because it was so frantic and confusing that I really got what it was trying to say. Um, I'll give it a yeah, because there were a few things, like I mentioned, where like they sort of like mislead with the um, like who's who and that sort of stuff. That was kind of clever. so I'll give it a yeah, but it was also weird. Um, in every sense, uh, did I enjoy the first episode? This is a weird question for me because there were definitely parts of it. I liked, um, and it was an interesting ride, I will say. Um, but also there were parts where just like, oh fuck, (laughs) like for example, Mm -hmm. like when they break into the musical bit, like it was, it was funny in concept, but also I hate musicals. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, I'll give it a, yeah. Um, it was it was an experience, and so that's basically what I'm giving you the point for. Uh, right. But it did make me interested to see more? No, um, because it's, God, so weird. Um, and, like, not in, like, like, the way that's, like, I want to watch more of this because I just love this brand of weird, which I do. But in this particular case, just somehow it didn't get me hooked. And then also, like, I'm not sure where they want to go from here, and I'm not sure that I care to find out. So that's a no. Um, so I guess that's a three overall for me.
2: So at the end there, while you were talking Discord shed itself a little bit and you kind of got robotic-y and cut uh Ah. chopped up and then like all of the the backlogged audio that it missed played really quickly at once it was (laughs) hilarious (laughs) (laughs) nice uh dean what are your scores for this show
0: um scenario interest same as you guys on that (laughs) one um did the production impress me? Same yeah, the as you guys. The show but looks cool.
2: Chris and I both said we didn't know what it was, and so I gave it a point, and Chris did. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna give it. I'll give it the point because if the scenario is unsuspecting dudes get turned into fictional monsters and adventure ensues, I suppose if that's the thing, I I could see that being fun.
1: Teenage um, ninja kappas.
0: Basically. Yeah. Um. The production, yeah, the show's beautiful. The show is 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 really good to look at. It's pretty, and and they do things there, like the kappa world, like when their kappas looks different from the real world, and they do they do interesting shit with that. Um, and the crowd work, the crowd that that's in the shots is interesting. I don't know why I like those white AOL men walking around all, all <laughs> but I really do like it. Um. The storytelling it it unfolded its story at a good pace and the story was what it wanted the story to be. It included that little mystery about what's in the box. What's in the box? And mm. it it did the it did all that in a way that was I actually thought it was kind of clever, the way that they set up that that little little tiny arc in the episode. So yeah, I'm going to give it a point for that. Um did I enjoy episode 1? I mean look, I I watched it. Um
2: We also watched King of Prism.
0: Yeah. <laughs> look, I, I don't know about enjoyment. I don't I don't know if is is being fascinated by the weirdness enjoyment. Does that qualify?
2: I think it could qualify.
0: I mean uh, it, I guess it depends on the connotation, right? Is the fascination negative or positive? Is it like, I don't know.
1: I, well, I think while I'll, you're in the middle of it, did you have more of a repulsed reaction to it? Or more of like a, oh, this is fucking weird, but like you kind of weirdly like it. Reaction? I didn't
0: find it repulsive at all. I found it off-putting. Mm. But I tend to respond to off-putting art with, like, a, a degree of fascination. Like, let's mm. let's see where this is going, as opposed to, like, that's off-putting, I don't like it.
1: Yeah, just shut it off, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I so, I don't know, man. I'll give it the point, because I'm not interested to see any more of this. Mm. Exactly like Chris said, it's like, I don't know where they're going to go, and more than that, I don't care. Mm-hmm.
1: It's like, because, like, you kind of get the sense it's going to be a bit of a sort of episodic formula of like they get turned into kappas again or they go into the kappa world and they take someone's desires and we get a little bit of like kind of i guess character development out of that like here's the particular case for this one and my embarrassing secret is out um, and we
0: find out why this boy is so concerned about his relationship with a little girl
3: because
0: mm-hmm. that i, needs know, I almost to be wondered explained.
1: i almost wondered if the connection and like you guys might be right i might have just forgotten about that bit but i felt like the connection was more like my connection either with the idol through like the selfie thing or my connection with like all the people who like my posts or whatever the case might be. I don't know. Uh, it it um, was the
0: child. It was mm-hmm. the, the child at the end, she gets a text from our main character and it, it, I can't remember what the text itself was, but it did reveal that that's who he's been talking to. That mm-hmm. that's why he was taking the selfies and all that other stuff. Um, I, And, and that whole thing to me, it could be perfectly innocent.
2: It could be like It probably is perfectly it, innocent. I'm sure my,
0: so my this doesn't aside. this isn't the kind of show that's gonna go down the lolly road, I don't think. Um But they got butt sucking everywhere, so who fucking knows what they're gonna do. Um I just I, I'm I don't I don't wanna see any more of this. I, I don't know where <laughs> they're gonna go with it. I don't really care where they're gonna go with it. It's a weird show that exists, and that's enough. <laughs>
2: Well, our total score for this show is 11, or 73.3%. And that's all the shows we have to talk about, which means it's time for the Tournament Arc. We interrupt this program to bring you an important message. Tournament Arc!
3: Tournament Arc! Hi! 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 It's a fucking Tournament Arc! <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, most of you know the drill, but in case you don't, here's how the tournament arc works.
0: The the drill. I I was gonna try to make a joke <laughs> there. I can't. It's not coming to mind. Too soon. So, yeah. Well, it's just not. It's just not coming to mind. There's a joke in there somewhere, and I can't. I can't find it. So here's the thing.
1: Welcome to the Anyfiles Tournament Arc Season Four which will determine our best and worst shows of Spring 2019. Right now, we're in the round-robin stage, where each of the shows in today's group will be matched up against every other show, and we'll vote for which of the two shows we would rather watch, not necessarily which one is objectively better. The show with more votes wins, and ties are possible. The two shows with the best win-loss records will advance to our 12-show playoffs at the end of the season, and the Grand Champion will be required viewing for our hosts prior to the season recap. The show with the worst win-loss record today will advance to our sixth show, Loser's Bracket, and our hosts will be forced to watch the winner of that bracket, our least watchable anime of the season, prior to our season recap. Now, without further ado, let's kick off round one of today's group play. All right. Our first matchup of the day is going to be King of Prism Shiny Seven Stars versus Demon Slayer Kimetsu no
2: Yaiba. Demon Slayer. <clears throat> why? Why did the tournament bracket break? Good question.
0: To get to the other side. <laughs> uh, I set this.
2: I set this up earlier. Did a check. Everything looked good. Turned the, the tournament bracket uh, uh, input off, and then uh, turned it back on, and it's it's not there. It has disappeared. Nice. Well, all right, sorry, what was the first matchup?
3: Excuse
1: uh, uh King of Prism. Shiny Seven Stars versus Demon Slayer. Kimetsu no Yaiba. Demon Slayer. Dean's a Demon Slayer. Yeah, I think I'm going to say the same. So that's going to be a 3-0 in favor of Demon Slayer. Next up we have Sarazanmai versus Wise Man's Grandchild. Sarazanmai. Sarazanmai. Yeah, I guess I gotta say the same. It's uh not because I'm excited about Sarazanmai just because it was a better watch than Wise Man. So 3-0 in favor of Sarazanmai. <laughs> Round 2 we have Wise Man's Grandchild versus King of Prism. Grandchild. <clears throat>
0: grandchild
1: this one is tougher than it really should be um yeah i not really don't want to watch grandchild but it's better than king of prism so 3-0 in favor of Wiseman's man's grandchild
3: oh yeah
1: all right next up we have demon slayer versus sarazanmai
2: Sar- demon slayer sarazanmai <clears throat> hmm
0: Both of these shows, though, are like, I don't care where it goes.
3: Yeah. So,
0: I don't know.
1: I've, in a way. I feel like my has more promise, like of the two, which one would I rather see the next episode of Sarazanmai just to see what it does. I'm not sure if I would continue to want to watch it, but I'm going to go and give it to So That's two one in favor of my All right. Third round. Final round. We have my versus King of Prism. my
0: my
1: Same. So that's 3-0 in favor of my And our final matchup of the day, we have Demon Slayer versus Wise Man's Grandchild. Demon, Demon Slayer. Same. So 3-0 in favor of Demon Slayer. Alright, and are you able to see the results, or should I read them? Uh, I've got them. Okay, cool.
2: Our uh, worst show, advancing in the loser's bracket, 0-3, King of Prism shiny seven stars
0: (laughs) i don't want
3: to
2: (laughs) our second worst episode uh, with a one and two wise man's grandchild our second best episode advancing in the winner's bracket demon slayer with a 2-1 and our best show with a 3-0 sarazanmai
1: I actually didn't expect Sar's on my to be the best of the episode. Yeah, I didn't either. I guess that's that's just the, this episode, I guess. so.
0: It also, I mean, uh, how do you guys think Sar's on my ranks this season? I don't think it's any better than, I don't think it's better than Carolyn Tuesday at all. No. Um,
1: no, not better than, but it, I kind of get the impression that it's up there as far as shows. I've heard some people say that the season's kind of like good, but not great um or like the the good shows are good but not great mm.
0: um i don't know I, I i don't think it's better than mobile suit gundam but that's just me i cause agree because i love fucking gundam um yeah i just don't know i don't think it's i on my i don't think it's better one of those than where, like basket. i have to be
1: told by someone sorry go ahead i don't think sarazon is better than fruits basket I'll have to see. Because, like, I don't know, I could see myself getting more into Sar my than Fruits Basket Um, just because it's weird. Like, if I'm going for, like, an experience, then on my I think, is going to be more that? But it was also, like, I don't know, someone's got to tell me that it's, like, worth watching through mm-hmm. before I'm going to watch mm-hmm. through
3: it.
0: Right. It would. Ha- somebody would have to make a case, and probably mm-hmm. an Anituber or somebody like that would have to make a case for why this show is really good and worth watching. Um...
1: Aside in from order for like, me
0: to even consider picking it up
1: aside from being just the thing that you show to someone who has no idea what they're in for, and then just right. sort of like just wa- watching them watch mm-hmm.
3: it
0: <laughs> trap your <laughs> trap your friend by suggesting you watch this anime <laughs> yeah
2: well, this has been episode sixty of Annie Files. That's uh, twelve times five, which is arbitrary. Twenty times (laughs) three. Why
0: are we doing math? Why are we doing
2: math? I don't know because so. One
0: hundred twenty divided by two. I understand.
2: (laughs) It's like when we passed fifty. Fifty is a big milestone because it's like half a multiple of ten, but. I'm yeah. not a fan of base ten. I'm a fan of base twelve. I would rather celebrate, uh, uh, think, um, milestones of base twelve. So technically, I should be waiting until episode seventy-two. Um, but the eh, next, eh. the next
0: kind of big milestone-style episode is going to be seventy-five, right? <laughs> um, three quarters of the way to a hundred, and then a hundred itself. Which isn't that far off.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's like, I think, well, I feel like milestones, it's kind of like exponential in a mm-hmm. way. So, like, mm-hmm. 10 is a decent one because it's like, hey, this new thing lasted 10 episodes. And then, like, 50 is the next big one. And then 100. And then, after for that, podcasting, it's much just multiples uh, of 100.
0: For podcasting, 21 is big because most shows, if they're going to get orphaned, they get orphaned by episode uh, 20. And, and so there's a lot of podcast feeds on iTunes that end at episode 15, 19,
2: 20. Sorry, Discord did the thing again. <laughs> That's so I was laughing at you. As yeah, it happened again. And I got to see it this time.
1: I
0: figured it was because <laughs> you guys like stopped for a second. So I'm like, I'm lagging really bad, aren't I? Well, I'm going to finish saying what I'm saying.
1: For me, both.
2: I think it was. Dis, a discord issue because f- from my perspective both you and Chris were
1: lagging mm-hmm. yeah I, I just had like my video connection like the the connection health meter dropped down to one so
0: yeah shit the bed for a moment yeah uh so speaking are you of you guys hmm? are, are you guys ready to uh, have to watch either King of Prism or Magmel
2: no <laughs> no I'm not but <laughs> uh, but speaking of of uh podcasts and being abandoned um <laughs> <laughs> like me no <laughs> uh this this uh we're available on apple podcasts and uh on rss feeds so you know your podcatcher of choice if it's if it's not apple podcasts so let's
0: be honest apple's finally it deprecating be. itunes
2: finally yeah. Every time I plug my iPhone into my computer, the only thing I want to do is charge it, and my computer's like, "Oh, an iPhone? Here's iTunes for you." I'm
0: like, "No, go away. You can turn
2: that off." I I should.
0: No thanks. I'm not interested in that right now. Yeah, they're they're finally deprecating it. There was an article uh, that I had suggested to me on some service that I would rather didn't suggest me things. <laughs> Um, they said, uh, there was like people who used to curate iTunes libraries are like, you know, recollect the following the death of the sir, the announcement, the death of the service or whatever. And it's like, you know, okay, it's been, they should have deprecated it a long time ago. Apple music and Apple podcasts. Mm -hmm. What are they almost five years old now? Mm -hmm. Apple music anyway.
2: Uh, you can uh, watch us live. Stream this show, record it live on stream uh, at twitchtv exercy and then I upload the vods to YouTube channel Anyfiles. Uh, this show is supported by Patreon. You can find us at Patreon.com/Anyfiles, and this is the week I was supposed to do uh patron shoutouts, and I forgot, so those are coming next week. <laughs> uh, we have a Discord. Join us and talk about anime video games music anime music uh and officially starting this week, anime video games it used to be a band topic anime to- banned vi- topic, but now it's not because mm-hmm. jokes
1: well I think uh <laughs> speaking of I think I might have mentioned um previously the uh anime v- music video game. That yes. I recommended uh CITUS two. They actually released an update uh recently, uh, I just repeated myself that um adds uh Hatsune Miku as a guest character. Um and which fits really well with like kind of the cyberpunk setting they have going on because they've already got like AI musicians mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. like hey Hatsune Miku fits in perfectly there. Um and so like that was kind of a cool big deal. And also uh they've got a track from Anomanaguchi in there, which is kind of cool. So uh, yeah.
0: The, uh, we should add a channel that's Anime Books, where you talk about manga. <laughs> oh More my, <laughs> my
1: novels
2: or both. Alright, 10 of 10 idea. I'm doing that immediately after stream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, join, us, join us on Discord. Link in the show notes in the description of the video or using exclamation mark Discord in Twitch chat. Uh, this show is a product of Alternative Internet Radio. You can find us in our other great shows at io. You can follow this show on Twitter at FilesAnnie, and you can follow AltNet Radio on Twitter at AltNet Radio. I've been your host, Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Xerci or on any list user Xerci. Chris, Where can people find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at K-R-U-E-G-E-R underscore Chris. You can also hear me on the Dock and Kruger cast to the official podcast of Dock and Kruger games. Dean.
0: Yes, I can be found on Twitter as well at Dino files, just the letters Dino files. There's nothing special about them. Um, And then uh, you can also listen to my show Dino files on alternative internet radio and wherever great podcasts are distributed. I am producing an audiobook. So if you're interested in early political theory, uh, like uh, I'm doing an audiobook of uh, The Inquiry Concerning Political Justice and Its Effects on General Virtue and Happiness by William Godwin, uh, and it is quite an undertaking. The first book of that series should be coming out uh, next week. So if you're interested in that, check out that feed, and you can read the things that I write sometimes at the roguefile, roguefile.com. Thank you,
2: uh, listeners, and uh, everyone who came and hung out in chat. We will be back in a week on Sunday to talk about Robihachi mix, midnight occult civil servants. Namu amida butsu. Namu amida butsu. Namu amida That. <coughs> And you
0: sound like me trying to record an audio <laughs> <book>. <laughs> Uh And Bakugan Lieutenant. Battle Planet. Is it a whole planet of battles? Or is it a planet on which you battle? Or is it a planet that does battle?
2: Um, Probably
0: one we'll of those.
1: Out. It's not available on any <laughs> streaming services, so I'm sure it's going to be good.
0: Oh. Good. Maybe we can meet our <laughs> friends at Spring Animes 2018. <laughs> you can find them on Facebook.
2: Yeah, you 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 should do that. I I miss those guys. <laughs> All right, Any Files uh, cast members, let's say our catchphrase. My embarrassing, my embarrassing, my embarrassing secret, secret is out.
0: Is out. This has been an alternative internet radio production. For more great shows like this, visit air at a i r a d dot That's a i r a d dot i o.
2: Which is like a really dumb thing to say, uh, but he says it.